Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned it with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. My doja kosher game over, soldier, I'm coolin' Be on the sofa Niggas is posers and I'm the sculptor Don't mean it as soldier, but fuck the vultures I feel them the dopeness and proper dosage I'm doing live! Unless you're not listening live, let's face it This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast It is Wednesday, May 1st, 2019 I'm your host, Travis Bryant And joining me as soon as he gets stationary, will be Cameron Hawkins, co-host extraordinaire. Uh, but until then, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information. As I said, this is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It's Wednesday. It's time to talk some wrestling. Uh, you have all kinds of ways to get in contact with us. Let me go in order. Uh, if you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways to do that. First way, traditional way, hit us up. On the Constellation line Give us a call, get yourself in line And we will get to you before the show ends Hit us up at 347-202-0103 Once again, that's 347-202-0103 And that gets you in line to talk to us live on air Second way to have your voice heard is leave us a voicemail Which, wow, uh, we got one earlier I woke up to it and never went to download it. So let me do that now. <laughs> uh, how do you spell voice? God damn. There we go. Um, that number <laughs> to to leave us a voicemail that I may <laughs> or may not get to. <laughs> no, I'll get to it for sure because I'll you know be reminded. And you know how that works. So yeah, hit us up on the uh, on the uh, voicemail tip at. 415-787-5229. You have three full unadulterated minutes. Questions, comments, rants. Uh, uh, you want to heap praise upon us, us here at the show? That's what this uh, platform is here for. Once again, that's 415-787-5229 to leave your voicemail. And uh, Twitter. That's another way to find us. Find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Travlord. You can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And uh, yeah, all kinds of conversations uh, happening on those. Uh, on those Twitter accounts, especially Camps. He's the chatty Kathy. Um, well, no, I don't want to. That's the kind of negative. That's, that's like a gossip. No, he's a chatty Kathy. He's like, yeah, he's a gossip. <laughs> like, no, let me tell the truth. Let me see in his Twitter. <laughs> Retweeting people's stuff, talking shit. <laughs> I mean, he'll be, you know, I'll be finding a bunch of lies, but still. Um, I'm trying to uh, add this here clip. Sorry, everybody. 
You know what? I'm not getting to it right for oh no, but I can't have Damn. Sorry. Let me Well anyway, um on Twitter, that section of Get Adage, find us on Facebook, uh, at uh, the fan page at Facebook.com slash PW Torch, East Coast Cast. We did have I think this is it. Not time stamp or date stamp, damn it. Change the date. Five. Oops. And uh, yeah, uh, find us on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry, Facebook. Uh, we had some likes. Uh, Shout-outs to Chino, Chino Effington, Ahmad, uh, Mr. Buchanan there, and, and Lisa the Jonester, uh, and, and Bruce Lorenz. I'm not sure when you when you liked, but I'm going to shout you out. Thanks, everybody, for the likes. I, I appreciate it. Uh, share the page on your timeline. Uh, tag your wrestling buddies in it. Uh, spread the word that way. I know how it works. So please, please, please do those things. And uh, yeah, so I'm. This wasn't uh, the most consequential. You know, they, they can't all be, but it wasn't the most consequential week in wrestling. I think some of the most exciting things, like last week, happened outside of wrestling, like Undertaker getting. And Kurt Angle getting a pull from Starcast. I think um, Dean Ambrose dropping the dropping the video. He's going back to John Moxley. Uh, my man Mike said there was an AEW tease in there. I didn't catch it. I watched it twice. Um, so if uh, if you watched that that. Uh, If you watched the the Ambrose the, the Moxley video, and you caught the caught that or what I'm supposed to have noticed, let me know. Uh, so yeah, so 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 that's kind of for me the biggest thing. I don't I, I don't know his contract status. I would need you know who does things like that. Radican cover, you know, who's 90 days are up, non-compete. I don't know if he can be a double or nothing in three weeks in Vegas that I'll be attending and a lot of other people. I don't know if he can be there. I mean, he could be there and just not be on the show, uh, on the taped part. Like, he can come make an appearance and get the crowd hyped and people will capture it on their phone and their phone's in a little Know, social media viral and all that kind of stuff, but as long as he's not on the show on the pay-per-view proper, nothing a 90-day can do, I don't think. Again, <laughs> you no know different. Please tell me. But uh, TV-wise, what was the big thing? I mean, Roman Reigns continues his uh, his you know, solidification of of being the number one babyface on SmackDown. Uh, the Kofi KO stuff, uh, as predictable in some ways as it was, it was still very good. 
Kofi looked very strong, the outrage and the nonstop. And Kevin Owens did that run away after, you know, it just became too much. And on Raw, I, I missed the first hour of Raw. I kind of missed the first half hour of SmackDown. But they recapped the the Owens stuff. I thought Xavier would look kind of like a sucker coming out and running right into a super kick. But then the announcers covered for it and said, you know, he still hasn't recovered from last week, you know, sneak attack. And oh, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. That was a nice, nice cover. But not again, just not a a ton. I don't I don't think when I think back, I didn't think after all or SmackDown and all. I was like, oh, what a bad show where that was boring. It just was it just was a show three weeks before pay per view, three weeks after main you know, WrestleMania. Um, so but yeah. I wanna know I and I'm not gonna go to calls too early, but I I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait for Cam. But I really am uh, anxious and excited to know what people thought of that. Uh, the Moxley, you got to get used to calling the Moxley again. Remember six years ago, it was like Dean Ambrose. What a stupid name. Where, where do you get these combinations? And like everything else, just get used to it. Dolph Ziggler was the worst thing ever. And here we are, whatever, 11 years later, 10 years later. Um but uh, yeah, John Moxley, 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 Mox. Um, anybody excited that Joey Ryan is going to go to AEW? I'm not. What's 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 that about? Joey Ryan says goodbye to the Indies. Like what? Well, he's not going to WWE. That's for damn sure. So that obviously only leaves. Uh, I don't. Does the Joey Ryan character belong on national wrestling TV in 2019? Ever, but in 2019, just I don't think it's good enough to. Yeah, not even because of the gimmick itself. It's like they're not a crew or anything, but it's just. I don't know. I've seen enough of it to know it's it's kind of one note and 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 you know what really soured me the crap at the WrestleMania weekend when he's like going butt to butt with the guy like what was that like just like <laughs> again not even because of the but because of of my prudish ways but how do you and I and I saw it completely out of context just the clip of them literally smacking ass cheeks together. It was just like, how do you get in that position? And then, like, what's the point? Like, what's the backstory? I don't even care what the backstory is. It's just so terrible. It's like, I'm done. Uh, I was a half, sort of half-hearted Joey Ryan defender. You know, like, I didn't care about the dick suplex. You know, like, I've seen worse things. But, like, <laughs> it's, sometimes it's just too much. And like, in what context does this make any sense? You know, the clapping of the cheeks betwixt. So that was, uh, so I think that's where my, what the fuck is he about? Is he really about to show up in, on my TV every week? Fuck. I think that's where that's, uh, 
I'm not sure if this was two months ago or before WrestleMania weekend. I'd have been excited to see the guy on <clears throat> any kind of, you know, but still, now it's. Let's just say I'm not looking forward to it. That hasn't come across. Um, yeah, I should have. Uh, I should have did a thing because I didn't know I was going to be uh, <laughs> out here on my lonesome. And uh, but yeah, so I am going to go to calls early. And you know what? I want to book in this show calls wise. Because I want to, I want to. I'm again. I'm very interested to know about this Moxley stuff. So you haven't put your hand up yet, Darrell, and you're probably not expecting. You're probably getting a you know, sandwich or something, or <laughs> jogging on your treadmill, whatever you're doing. But uh, about to get Brody onto the show. So uh, yeah, uh, tell me what you think about this uh, Moxley stuff. Uh, uh, default co-host Darrell from Georgia. <laughs> What's up, Kyle? <laughs> what up? Not a thing, man. <laughs> Yeah, just single oh, topic. I just really this the one thing because you know I'm still gonna come to you at the, at the end. So don't worry about it. Oh yeah, uh, you know it's big. You, that look, it was something um, that he put in the video that uh, I know some people were talking about. Yeah, put in that, um, the video. It's talking about it was a shot or something when he was standing in front of the dice. Was it also the viper? Sign had was it that yeah. that had the dice under it? See, I was yeah. more yeah, like when I paused it, or like because I watched that back a couple of times. I was more like, is this a shot at Randy Orton somehow? I was trying to work that, and like, I heard why would he shot at WWE? Yeah, I mean the whole thing breaking out of prison. I mean, that's just kind of <laughs> that's on the nose. But that's what I thought too. <laughs> Yeah, both things have been for you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know that how how jail is when you make six hundred grand a year. <laughs> I'm an international star. <laughs> how prison can be. Um, Dude, I, I don't know no jail where you making that type of money. <laughs> right. I know people making ten cent an hour. Be <laughs> <laughs> right. It would call it a call center somewhere for for for. Corporate America. Yeah, but uh, but something that you really should be talking about that should that you should ask everybody, including with that, is the record low ratings on both shows. So, it, I, I was saying that Roman Reigns is a um. You, know is, what, uh, you, don't, you don't listen. Thank you. I said I wanted the single. I was like, I'm gonna come back. Don't listen. Y'all heard me. Anyway, in the save the day. Hello, extraordinaire. Whoops. Sorry, eight four five. And also, who were you listening to? Eight four five. So we paid attention. Uh, Cameron Hawkins. What's, what's happening? Yo, Cam. What is going on, man? What's happening, man? How, how's everything? Everything is okay. Everything is okay. Busy as, as always, but. Happy to be busy as always. Yeah, good busy. Yeah, good, definitely good busy. Um, you know, just um, you you've probably seen like my mad upload string over the last hour, hour and a half. Yeah, so, yeah you, you know, don't want to be doing all the shows, so I don't kind of. Yeah, just on yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see here have some sympathy. 
Like, yeah, no. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, um, one thing I was doing, I actually had to, like, shut that down early to make sure I was on the road to get to, like, a steady location to be able to make sure we could do this. So, ooh, Wednesdays are fun. Um, I'm going to need to do some rescheduling. <laughs> Wednesdays are fun. So I kind of bullshitted my way through, uh, 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 you know, headlines of the week and all that. What what is the what's the top story? Let's see if you. Uh, I think. Well, I, I mean, I I caught on the tail end of um of what Darrell was saying as far as the record low ratings. I I do think that's a big. We what they're supposed to be talking about, but yeah. I think it ties into um. You know, like the kind of the, the big exciting moment of the week, I think, is uh, the the John Moxley teaser. Um, yeah. I think that it's we've never really seen an indie on a budget. You know what I mean? Like the production value of that thing is the production value of somebody who's made millions and also wants to make art. I think that was pretty cool. Um, like to me, it it a lot of it was Ambrose Asylum stuff, but of course the stuff that you can't do on WWE TV with the connection too... the barbed wire and the blood, right. and legit in yeah. prison. I mean, and, you know, the, so yeah, was... I was about to say even the locale, like that would just be too much. Like, eh. I mean, they've done it. You know, they did it with the uh, not hiding right. What was Australian homie's name? You know, they did it with him and that, but that was a different Nathan time. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones, exactly. yeah, but that was coming, that was t- almost 20 years ago in a whole different era. They were still, they were, they were five, you know, they were really four years away from like going, okay, we're not going to push down for us anymore. <laughs> we, you know, we're, so with these days, they don't, you know, they, they'll imply it, they'll have it in the, ti- the, the title of a silly little talk show. <clears throat> but to show those visuals, and then yeah, to go the extra step with the with the barbed wire, and it wasn't even the barbed; it was at the end when he just went and just yanked it off. Like fuck it, I'm not gonna try to detangle uh-huh. it all nice and make sure. Fuck it, I might rip a tendon. I rip a tendon. People rip tendons every day, B. Um, so yeah, I, I just it was gritty and intense. <clears throat> and I've learned, I, I learned back in like whatever it was, 2012, 2010 maybe. Well, my younger brother made his first music video. And I was like, how did a 16-year-old, like, why? it was just really the technology. Like, it looked mm-hmm. just so good and professional. And I was like, wow, it's caught up. The technology has gotten to the point where you can be Hype Williams on a budget, like, forever. And then and, and now, nine years later, it's only gotten, mm-hmm. it's only gotten more. It's only gotten, so if you're a guy that has a couple million bucks, and you're about you're possibly about to be a, a part of this organization. You know that that that's going to be paying you decent money. Um, you'll come out of pocket and 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 have something look good. And again, I doubt it costs a ton of money. I mean, the location, the rent out, whatever. Hire some people, probably some friends. Exactly. <laughs> Put on the security guard outfits <laughs> and edit it edit around any bullshit. So yeah, but no, it looks good and professional. That's what came through. Without seeing a logo, specifically WWE or AEW or anything. It's just like, nope, here's me, John Moxley, and I'm out. I broke out of that $6,000 a year prison that I was in. It was so terrible. 
yeah. yeah, and it was just um, like you said, like they, it, I think the, like I said, technology caught up. It's the production value of of what he's doing. It's it's the fact that it's gritty and like, we we look at like, and this and this certainly isn't a knock, but you see like, I think Jordan Grace is one of the best non WWE wrestlers at mm-hmm. cultivating her personality and keeping herself out there and having highlights of her matches and like, hey, I'm in Japan, hey, I'm on the road. I think she's great at that. I also think that Jordan Grace hasn't made a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you you do get to see that marriage of money and art. And it's it's impressive. It really is. Um, and, And the fact that in all honesty, like I don't know if it was like a great groundbreaking thing, and they were a bit spoiled because of how much production value we get to see. But already having a name and producing something like that, as opposed to just appearing on X, Y, W's banner, mm-hmm. this you're going to be with the next month. I think it's just so different. Um, and, and it really did make people talk. So yeah, I, th- I think that's that's probably the story of the week. Um, with it being like he was in WWE a week and a half ago, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that last Shield match was was literally yeah a week and a half, two weeks, whatever it was. But it just happened. Again, that's why I, I question, you know, I, or maybe before you jumped on, I, I question uh, like he lived in Vegas. Nothing's stopping him from being at that show and making appearance. He just can't be on the show proper, the pay-per-view, you know, that kind of thing. But if he's there before and he's, you know, or in off TV segments uh, or off pay-per-view segments, I, I, I mean, I almost, I, I'm almost expecting him to be there. I'm getting my hopes up that, oh, shit, uh, Moxley's going to be a fucking double or nothing uh-huh. in some capacity. So that's uh that and no ninety day or hundred twenty day, nothing no clause can can stop you from going to a show. Like, hey, I'm here in my hometown, I wanna go to a wrestling show. Oh hey, it's some of my friends and, <laughs> and there's a crowd. And I'm, you know, and the camera's on. Yeah. I think that's a given. Oh, I don't know if he's trying to make this thing a three-man booth, but uh, Rich Fan just jumped on the line. I mean, why yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm glad Rich is on the line. I want to hear what he has to say, but then I have some things I want to say while Rich is there. Okay. Rich, you got some time? I mean, Yeah, I'm driving a train a hockey bit. game, so yeah, that'll work. So your, uh, your thoughts on this, uh, I assume that's what you wanted to Here's thoughts on the Moxley uh, video. Cam? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll go ahead, Rich. I'm, I'm I'm listening to you, man. Oh, I just popped on to listen to y'all before I went to the hockey game. So whatever oh, okay. you want to oh. No, so what I wanted to talk about while we had Rich, I want to talk about this Leo Rush thing, man. Um, like, I'm not aware of a Leo Rush thing. There's been talk, and like basically Leo, Leo Rush was in the doghouse. Um, and what it stems from, what we found out now, is that basically, um, I guess rehearsals, um, he wanted to bring his wife along. And, you know, there are 
spots where family are allowed to come along and be backstage and things like that. So, you know, Finn Balor being almost 40, having been in the WWE system, um, never really rubbing anybody the wrong way, you know, he told Leo Rush, he was like, hey, Vince is not going to like your wife being here for this specific thing. And Leo Rush blew up at him. And blew up at Leo again at Finn. At Finn, yeah. Oh. And again, like Finn Balor being, you know, you, you've never heard him rub about him rubbing anybody the wrong way. Yeah, look how you know Finn did it in a hey kind of professional, yeah. also professional friendly. Kind of, hey man, you just might want to think about this. You, Not like never a, heard of him telling anybody. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, you know, and 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 this is me. Like again, I I don't know Finn Balor. I don't know Leo Rush. These are both people I'm a, I'm a fan of, right? Yeah. But yeah. like, you haven't heard Leo Rush sunning Cedric Alexander, and you haven't heard Leo Rush thinking ill of Titus O'Neil, and and you guys know exactly what I'm saying. And, and you, you haven't heard him, like, stunning any rookie before. Or oh, sure, like sure, sure. This isn't a hazing thing. This isn't some kind of weird, yeah. like, Or telling Patrick Clark what he was or wasn't. Or telling Ricochet, this ain't for him. You yeah. haven't heard any of that. Um, and so, basically, you know, it turns into, you know, Leo Rush kind basically doing, an, uh, you know, a Twitter AME, for lack of a better way of saying it, which went to – don't believe what the dirt sheets say, which led to tweets from people who interact with us and consider us friends saying, I wonder what the dirt sheets are going to say. And me personally, being me, um, it's been kind of a three, four-day window where I've had to step away and let my temper cool because I'm a little bothered. Because I don't know if these people understand that when they throw out those shots and those accusations, they're talking about us too. Like they're talking about Cameron and Richard and Travis. Because that's the umbrella that we identify with. These are the people who we line up next to. You know, these are people we converse with like on a large stage. And so I, I, this idea that there has to be some type of war between fans and, and writers and fans and analysts and that you can't exist as both is gross. Like, I think you can want all the good things in the world to happen to Leo Rush and still say, you know, Leo Rush is playing a game and he's trying to sway opinion and he's trying to divert attention to another organization because he feels like that's the easy group to bust on. And like, that's not what it is. Like, you know, I'm not even telling you how to handle your business at your job. But if objectively the way you're handling it is wrong and we choose to comment on that, it's not because we're slimy, it's because it's what happened. And so I just think that people who feel the need to choose sides and things like this need to learn what nuance is and also who will hit you in the mouth. That person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and one of the other things that kind of came out of it too was you have on one hand Leo Rush is blowing up at Finn Balor, but then on the other hand he does have a little bit of justification because when they went on the European tour 
with Roman Reigns gone, people were doing some of the old school things of like, hey, you're a newer guy on the roster, pick up some waters, or now, make yeah. sure like... Dad, but he I didn't rock. talk about that. Right. Yeah. Dad, right. But I he rock. didn't even talk about that. Yeah. And the guy who made the initial report, like, his his his, his uh, response, I really agreed with. Like, when people were talking about stuff going down, where dudes were getting, like, when Enzo got punched in the face, nobody would talk about it. Who punched him? But Leo Rush, everybody was like, this mf did X, Y, and Z. Think about that. Like, how mm-hmm. bad did it get? Yeah. And, and he wants to, and again, like, you know, instead of keeping it all quiet, he wants to blame an outside force for what's going on. Like, you you also, like, as much as you can be a fan of somebody you don't know, sometimes you got to look at the messenger, and the way you digest the information needs to be according. But, yeah, you know, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've felt away for a few days, but I'm cool. I'm all right. Yeah, I was in the same boat, like, when I saw that stuff, because for me, my issue isn't necessarily that you disagree. Anyone can disagree. Like, information is information. You interpret it how you want. But when your default is the people who – that's always been with this. The people who get their – like, Wade's house, Wade's family depends on Wade being right about stuff. Same thing with Meltzer. Same thing with uh, Johnson. Same thing with uh, uh, Jason. When you say these guys and you're going to trust guys who are making money and revitalizing their careers by using the work that those guys built their careers off of as jokes, you got to understand one, like with the Conrad stuff, you got to understand Conrad is cool with Bruce, is cool with Wade, and they're cool with him and they're cool with Meltzer. So it's not like the people you're thinking you're teaming up with to make fun of these guys, you're not in on the joke. Yeah. And that's my TED Talk. <laughs> and and with the Moxley stuff, that was the response. And like Cam said, people we follow, people who follow us, that I think are rational human beings, like, can't wait to see how the dirt cheese interprets this. I was like, what, what's there to interpret? Dude was in a prison, escaped out of prison, and now he says he's free. What, right. It's pretty the yeah. I mean, there's not a ton that, you know, it wasn't this abstract uh, <laughs> art noir thing. It was like, yeah, it was creative and it made a point, but the point was obvious. <laughs> you know, like and not subtle at all. Like and that was the, the that was the point. Like, what do you mean interpret? And you saw it. We all saw it. You know, interpret. Right. This isn't like you know when we talk about Game of Thrones and people are like, well, you know, the Azora High was the guy who was meant in the books. You know, like, no, this ain't no dramatic reinterpretation. If well, I do something, the level of writing. <laughs> Let's well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then and yeah, people that, will go, this, especially this week, because all of a sudden the, the writing in Game of Thrones is the worst thing, that, you know, just because these specific things didn't happen that you that you wanted to happen or how you wanted that it to happen. Right. Uh, but, but even still, I wouldn't compare uh, <laughs> you know, Game of Thrones writers. Well, it's nuanced because again, that's why we always say we don't want nuance in wrestling with WWE yeah. because yeah, they can't do it. Like, even Kofi, I don't know if y'all are going to talk about that, but, like, Kofi is himself and also angry, which I I like far more than how, you know, JR kind of alluded. Like, he knew. I was like, I was fine with What I'm more annoyed by is he can't complete a promo without someone interfering in it, like Rey Mysterio. Like, he's Rey. Yeah. 
Um, I I would hold back on, you know, not that you're to discount your how you feel, but yeah. it's not like in the last in the lead up to and then the you know two weeks after WrestleMania we got to hear a decent amount of Coach Kingston. You know, so it's not like he's been. So if it happened a few times, like in his last couple of promos, then okay, I, I, that's something to be annoyed about. But I'm not sure if I'd go the Ray <laughs> comparison route because that was a career. His entire career in WWE is defined by he's got to get through. He's gotten through like three promos in his entire WWE. <laughs> well, I think the one yeah, thing about I, Ray, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, not Ray. The one thing about Kofi, I'd like to hear from both of y'all before I bounce. Trey's team is up 6-1, and he's got two goals. I'm watching from the car like I'm the divorced dad. Uh, he's like, you said 50 feet, Janice. No, I'm sorry. I'm wow. sorry for anybody that's listening. Um, uh, with Kofi, I feel like for the last three weeks, his, his promo's been the same thing. I'm grateful. Oh, Trey just noticed me, so I got to go in a minute. Uh, I'm grateful that I won this title. And I did this thing, and you all did it with me. And then it's like the space waiting for something that should be there. Yeah, it is time to move on and be champion now. And and Rich, I'll talk to you uh, if you don't, if you can't call back later. Uh, we'll talk in VIP. Appreciate you. Um, but as far as like Kofi, it, I, and again, I thought the 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 final segment um, tonight or, or last night. Help having Owens get com- so overwhelmed, so consi- so nonstop uh, at all. Like I was like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, here we go. Jerry's Kofi want to punch somebody in the face, and it's now it's on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I pour a little heat on and have like Owens, Owens talk about his buddies. You know, whatever. I didn't like Owens' promo with the uh, the toys. Yeah, with the toys. Um, but I, I like I always like Owen's intensity. I always like his reasoning for doing the things that he does. Um and I think like I like that Kofi had the upper hand in a brawl. Like I I like that. I think that, that needs yeah. to be done. Um, like the real like throwing him over the announce table? Like so there's certain like spots that only that everybody doesn't get. You don't just get to throw someone over the announce table so aggressive and assertively like that. And have them and the announcers bail. That's, uh, you know, it's not some golden spot, but it's not, everybody doesn't get that. Agents know, yeah. like, um, you don't know. You don't get to do that. I think one thing about Kurt Hawking. Yeah, we're definitely going to have, um, like, Vince McMahon put two guys you can count on to deliver good title matches as contenders. In those title matches, um, yeah. I, I think that, that that's good. It's a good buffer oh. for whatever happens next. Um, let me, let me, be an AJ KO. And we'll get right back to that. But I do want to clear something up that I said uh, in the uh, earlier about Joey Ryan. So apparently he is going to WWE in the next few. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I know there was interest, but Joey Ryan's going to WWE, huh? Well, he's doing his farewell to the Indies, and I saw that and assumed just with no <laughs> and, and then came on and spouted my assumptions, just assumed he was going to AEW. Like, why the fuck would they sign this guy? Like, this is not somebody you should be putting on your 
I'm trying to be have a respectable national, you know, wrestling promotion. So yeah. I'm glad now to know that he's going to WWE and not because he, he's not going to do that exact gimmick there. I mean, it's not going to be. He's not going to be. Yeah, of course not. But the button. She clapped. But, but what is he going to do? Is very interesting. They're going to make him uh, Val Venus and right to censor. Is that your assumption, or did you hear something? No, that's absolutely my assumption. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to have a what? <laughs> because they don't. The reason why I think that worked because they were doing super raunchy stuff and really violent stuff. So to have Val Venus or Steve Richards come on and say, "This is uh, where to write the censor." Now people would be like, "We need the other. We need an, a violence advocate." <laughs> We used to like to come and turn it up a notch. You know, maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, I just want to clear that up. And thanks, Darrell, for that um, heads up. Um, but, yeah, putting Owens and 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 AJ, I mean, we talked about last week, like, they, they couldn't even wait a month. They just went right to AJ, AJ Seth. But I'm over that, and it's just like, hey, it's on now. Um, who says they can't come back to this next damn April? You know, for WrestleMania, if they, you know, they get through this for a month or two, and you know, that's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, um, I, I do think I do think AEW had in this Double or Nothing show has them uh, and the, the network shopping and. It's looking like they're going to Turner. Um, I, I think uh, that's got WDB. I'm not going to say running scared. I mean, but, you know, concerned. Rightfully. Yes. Concerned. Accurately annoyed. <laughs> well. Annoyed that they have to work now. Like, oh, yeah, properly seized. Yeah. But, but and yeah. that's the crazy thing. Like, of course, you can't. There's no scenario where AEW can open up a treasure chest and fill it with the same capital that WWE has. It's impossible, right? With AEW with no history, air a wrestling show that out the gate has 50 to 60% of the viewers that WWE has, yeah, they can. Like, if TNA could do a million a week, oh, after, right. after it was already after, bad. Yes. <laughs> By 2010, TNA yeah. was terrible. Yeah. AEW can do a show that has a million a week. And so WWE has to take it as an affront. Regardless First of how of many all, times you sell out WrestleMania, like, they're First doing off, half your numbers with a million a week, and that half of WWE numbers is wild. That's crazy. Just to think that's about. crazy. But that's yeah. it. But the fact, uh, yeah, and the fact that WWE, see, if WWE was to, if, if a million was only a third, that's not going to kill them, put them at four if they were still doing four million viewers. But if they were still doing three, three, and, you know, point two million viewers consistently. And AEW came in and did not somewhere between, you know, 850 and, and, and 1.05 million viewers. WWE could still see, that's a third, you know, that's 
you know, not even half of what we do, and they could still kind of, in their way, downplay that. But now, fam, they coming in and they're doing half in probably your old spot uh, as far as Tuesday. Oh, and, you know, it should be said before we get into another call or email, like as somebody, somebody being me who does not have a problem with Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is the same Roman Reigns. And so anybody who had a problem with Roman Reigns prior to him having to take time off to get healthy, um, mm-hmm. yeah, WWE is not helping that at all. I mean, that's the same guy as before he left. Exactly. Is it, is it just the is it just a matter of if they if they literally just changed his look a little bit, maybe did something different with his hair, changed his music, and put him in a different, even slightly but different outfit, and just had present the same character, people would probably just take to it. I think it's the visual of seeing the you know that same guy and hearing that music that's gonna not. That a certain segment of the audience is just even if they don't go outright boom, they're not going to be like, all right, I'm I'm supporting this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the only little step that they need to take. I think it's a little step changing people's look. They do it all the time. Yeah. Like, think about think about all the guys who didn't need name changes that got them. Cool. But yeah. Roman Reigns can't wear I can't not wear black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh boy. I, I think that yeah, Roman Reigns coming out in with no shirt, I think it makes a world of difference. Immediately. Because he's like he's a victim of accessories. He's absolutely a victim of accessories. If Roman Reigns did eight Superman punches, but none of them had a special Superman punch glove on them, I think people take to it more. Like, yeah, if if you weren't a fan of it at the beginning, like, this is not going to improve the stock. Have you seen the the NXT UK bumper for Ilga Stromanoff or something? Some, I have not. Some, mm-hmm. Holy crap. Is uh, uh, a strong lady. No, it's a, it's a dude. It's a German guy. And they have, he has his own, like... Sounds like a strong lady. Il Hat Siegbar is like the crowd was chanting had signs. I don't know what that means. God, Siegbar. Probably, I'm probably cursing a whole ethnicity right now. But, you know, it's... uh, Yeah, it's... Yeah, it was interesting to just sit here and watch muted in the background. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's uh, let's open things up here, or not really, but continue things here with uh, an email from Vegas uh, coming from Jabron. He says, uh, "What up, fellas? Uh, two questions for y'all this week. Are you guys surprised that WWE did not release anyone after WrestleMania? I ask this because in this year's because in years past they normally would let people go after WrestleMania." Yeah, I even called for a bomb. I was like, this, we're going to get a release this spring. And spring, you know, I guess we still could sometime before SummerSlam, just to, uh, you know, that's well into the summer. Um, but, yeah, I had a list of folks that I didn't think were going to be uh, 
because they're doing a lot of uh, a lot of signing, and they're just not the, the the roster's just getting bigger and bigger. The talent, the the per, uh, what is it called? The performance center roster's just getting big. You know, they're not churning people through. They're, 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 it's really slowed down as far as getting them in, getting them out for one way or one reason or another. Just because they've been there long enough or whatever. Like, who's been there five years? Is that, they said, uh, Racist McTweet face? Ali has been there since yeah. 2014 or some shit? Like, what? Kicking it. So, Kicking it racist style. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, it's not like you can, it's not like she's just getting rich and eating. <laughs> you know, she's been making at most 60 grand a year probably doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something you've got to do that full time. I'm not her, sure if you can work retail. In her bigoted defense, like, she's <laughs> getting better. You know, like, no, well, sure. In the way that you, when you do something repeatedly, you do get, mm-hmm. you do get marginally better. But she's not, she's not good. Not any good whatsoever. Oh, shit. Is that, uh, my bad. That's, uh, Randy Gonzalez. Fuck yeah. Yo, they got two of my favorites. Piper Niven about to face Randy Gonzalez. And Piper Niven about to bomb the shit out of her. That's just how it's got to be, Randy. Sorry. So, um, yeah, so anything on the more releasing folks? Anybody that you think by does it last? No way. Does Alicia Fox make it to 2020? You know I mean, I know it's eight, seven months left of the year. As but. long as, as long as he got that, um, as long as he got that Martin Luther King picture in the background, Alicia Fox is good money. Oh my god. Uh, so he continues. This question is mostly about CM Punk because I was listening last week and Mike from Brooklyn was talking about him. I somewhat agree with him about. Uh, that he may come back to wrestling. However, I believe that if he does come back, it's a one-off, maybe for no longer than six months, if not shorter. Um, well, that's a significant run. Uh, I mean, six months, that's not it's more than a one-off. I know it's not a long run, but a one-off in six months, is it's a lot in between there. It's a two-off. But yeah, but anyway, I or there. Uh, I think the love that I think the love that he did have for wrestling is long gone because if it was something that it was really that he was really missing in his life, I think he would come back to wrestling by now. Well, so just because you love something, Jabron, doesn't mean you'll one do it for free or for very cheap, or two do it for the right price, but you hate it. Like, it makes you hate like that. I mean, people are more than just binary, you know, yes or no uh, questions and answers, Jabron. It's a little more, we talked about nuance earlier. It's a little more nuanced than that. Right? I mean, you can love something and but won't settle. I mean, people do it all the time. I love fried Twinkies. Um, uh-huh. I might eat them once a year. 
That's too much, Cam. That's me talking. See? Like, please, period. It's terrible. No, I don't. I would never. See, I could never buy a box of Twinkies, but a fried Twinkies or <laughs> Pluckers. Oh my goodness! Uh, probably is. I've never had. Some, so, shit. Um. So yeah. So he says, "Thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show." So yeah. No, thank you, Jeron, for the email. As always, appreciate you. Let's uh, let's take this Jason from Orlando email before we get back to callers. Jason says, what up, East Coast cast? It's getting harder to defend the WWE product, especially when the company is about creating unforgettable moments rather than having coherent storylines. After watching Endgame twice this weekend, I thought that WWE could learn a lot from Marvel. Yeah, yeah, you think? To me, Endgame is just a string of memorable moments that is earned because of coherent, uh, good-to-great storytelling told over the years. So I think uh, so I think I may step away from the main roster until SmackDown's debut on Fox. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a significant, that's, that's saying I'm going to miss all these things. Assuming you mean like from now, starting now, you know, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, bunch of shit in between. You'll miss the Saudi show? Come on. No, the, the Jetta show. The Jetta. So, oh, oh, because then that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, style. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to know what they. I got a conference call. But wouldn't you just love to be in a meeting and, and have somebody ask, what do we think of our audience? And yeah. just hear the response. Yeah. Well, you'd have to go, uh, you'd have to hear, get through the. Uh, what, you, what, what level? What, what, what are we talking about? Like just uh, intellectually. Like, what do we? What, what do we think of it? Oh no, I mean, say it. Just, just like go, whatever. However you define. It. Just what, what do we think about it? Call it what you don't, don't even lead them in any way. <laughs> um, he's right though. I mean, the moment stuff is bullshit. The moment stuff is why we had Charlotte in the main event uh, so she could have her moment. So she mm-hmm. could be in a, met no matter what the, it meant to the audience or the story that was being told or what made the most sense. It was, well, she has to be there because moments, because she has to be on the sports center hype because she, because that's a moment and it's just all bullshit. And it leads to, you know, not coherent storylines. Indeed. Indeed. He continues, uh, Jason does. Also, I started binge-watching Tuesday Night Titans on the network again. Not because the show is good. Oh, good. Okay. So I was wondering. Uh, Not because the show is good, but because it's just fascinating that something like that existed. Do you guys think a late-night show like that can be successful on YouTube today? I'll keep it... I would keep it kayfabe but use the show, but use the show for Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, Indie, or retired WWE wrestlers. I would also, I would also have a musical, have musical guests and comedians that are, that are really fans of wrestling. Uh, I was thinking you could even have one of those shows where Mick Foley is a guest for three segments, uh, but it's one persona for each segment. 
um, and Mick Foley at the end doing find up a five minute stand up routine. I don't know. I just thought of this. I I might have thought too hard uh, of this. Thanks, guys. No, that's a tremendous idea. It's just it wouldn't work on a on a platform like YouTube because you can't. If you're working, if you're on YouTube, you're either getting little to no money. So how are you going to have a but? So you have to. It would have to be somebody independently wealthy that did, or somebody that at a network or at a maybe a lower tiered kind of uh, network that would put a little bit of money into it. Like I could see, I could see Adult Swim going. Here's Double Eric Andre's budget. <laughs> Make it work. Yeah. So, so, so $26. <laughs> yes. $26. Yes. So, so unless that would happen, even still, ah, that's a lot. To, that's so specific. You know, and then trying to get, get people. I don't know. I, I, I would watch it. I mean, we all would watch it, I'm sure. That Mick Foley show would sounds like a, you know, I'm not sure if you would want to premiere with that because that would set the standard. But if you could have Foley like a month in and and do that exact episode, you say, where he's all three personas and then does his, his stand up at the end and he did it for an hour on, uh, on some, uh, you know, on some network. That'd be cool. Thanks for yeah. uh, the conversation, Jason. All right, let's uh, head back to the phone lines. What's your time looking like, Cam? We've got about 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Let's uh, let's see what Kylan's got on his mind this fine Wednesday. Let me find the sound. Uh, Kylan, what's going on, man? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Yeah, we're doing all right. Mike. Yeah, doing all right. So you mind? Ah, let's see here. So, I don't know if you guys have had the opportunity to listen to this yet, but I actually had the opportunity to watch the video version yesterday, but JR did an interview with Busted Open radio uh recently and even though I was already excited for double or nothing come the twenty fifth, JR's interview made me even more excited because he laid out his personal vision for what he would want AEW to look like when it starts, and was brutally honest about why he he felt WWE mistreated him during his last couple of runs and didn't book him very well and based upon what I heard it led me to my first question with JR 
taking on the roles of lead play-by-play announcer and perhaps more importantly, senior advisor to Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan. How scared should WWE be of AEW and what do you think he will provide AEW in terms of their creative or talent direction. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good one. Um, I I don't know if he'll be. I think he's more suited. I think it's just histor- historically. I don't think creatively. Unless it's just maybe input or more like, hey, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that might be where creatively he, he might have his most uh, value like by saying, mm, maybe not. But it's like talent. Talent saying this guy's got it. This woman's got it. You know, sign them up, push them. That kind of thing. Negotiating contracts. Things he's historically been very good at. Managing the talent. You know, when they're you know, attitudes and stuff get, get, you know, get going and egos and all that kind of shit. Uh, so yeah, so creatively outside of <clears throat> random input that he might just be, feel comfortable to go, Hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. Or, Hey, maybe this is a good idea. Yeah. You know, you know I doubt JR is going to be doing much creative. Yeah. I think it'll make sense. Like above all else, regardless if he has a lot of creative input or not, I think he'll look at something and if it doesn't make sense, I think he'll acknowledge that. And I think he'll feel empowered to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, like, like or, or exact, not what it is in WWE where you feel uh, it's empowered, like where it's like, I better not say nothing, even though you know, this thing clearly doesn't make sense. They got up on the board, two plus two equals five, but I better not correct them and say, the answer's four, because Reasons. 100%. Like, to me, that's going to be the biggest thing. We're not going to see too much craziness. Like, it'll just add up if he's a part of it. Yeah. Kylan, anything else for a follow-up? Yeah. As I I said to Rich immediately after watching – and listening to JR's interview, I I really think that JR is, is somewhat determined to stick it to WWE once AEW starts up because he knows that he's been severely mistreated and WWE is in serious trouble when AEW starts. Yeah, uh, I don't know if, if when you ask how scared should WWE be, in all reality, they shouldn't be scared at all. Right? Like, they have mm-hmm. all the advantages. They've got the built-in infrastructure. Uh, infrastructure. 
They've got the built-in connections. They've got 50 years plus of, of being the dominant brand in, in North America and the world. So it should, shouldn't be any of those things. But because of incompetence and because of incompetence, I mean, I don't know what else you could call yes. like being bad at your job. Just people are bad at their job there, people at the top. And by people, I mean Vince McMahon. Um, he's just not a good creative person anymore. My second question for this week is in regards to the dark side of the ring series with the viewership for dark side of the ring consistently increasing so far in the first three episodes out of six. Do you think it is safe to assume that we will get a second season of Dark Side of the Ring? And yes. if so, who would you like to see profile within uh-huh. the second season of Dark Side of the Ring? Yeah. Thanks for the call, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, tackle that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think it's coming back. Um, Oh, for sure. My answer is nobody. Like, I know that sucks, but, like, my answer is nobody. Um, What do you mean? Somebody asked me today on Twitter. They were like, oh, are you watching the Von Erics tonight? I was like, no. (laughs) Like, that family is cursed, and I don't want to see it. Like, (laughs) the cursedness is going to rub off. (laughs) Huh? The cursedness is going to rub off on you. You're going to Yeah. It's not that I don't want other people to see it. Like, I just don't want to watch it because I'm like, yo, like, I, because, well, because it, you know, we're, and, and Kylan is too. Like, we're blessed enough to be, like, in a circle and in an environment of people where we kind of know all these stories. Um, and we also, like, not the bad side of it, but the, the kind of sobering side of it is this thing comes out on a Thursday, and by Sunday, we know what was true and what wasn't and what was massaged over because we, we kick it with Bruce Mitchell and Wade Keller. You know what I mean? So sure. It, it's interesting to see them. Um, a lot of them are sort of heard. Like I, Brian Pillman is probably the one I'd want to see. And I'd want it to be honest about this guy who massaged and I, I love to see the employer win about the guy who created a fake bidding war for himself and got the bag. Like, that's a story I'd want to see, but I know it ends sad, so I kind of don't want to see it. Like, I like these when I don't know the principal characters, and so it's easier to digest, but that would be the one I'd want other people to see. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have one in particular. I, I like how they take a different angle. I mean, Von Erich is not, Von Erich is not really, I mean, you, you tell the story, it's a sad story, tragic wrestling family. It's not a lot of you know, it's not like Liz and Macho Man. That was something like, oh, wow, we, you know, we think of it from a, a, a you know, wrestler standpoint and stuff. And, uh, but look at their relationship, like as toxic at times as it, as it was, we never really got a, 
deep dive kind of thing on, on that. So more stuff like that, like where they just come at it from a different angle. They'll take the typical kind of wrestling, you know, find stories where you can, where you can come at it from a different angle. Like Montreal, it's yeah. about, you know, again, it's not too many angles. You can, you can come from it. Uh, it's, it was nice to get the finish who came up with the finish and that argument. No, it was pretty obvious if you, you know, uh, you know, just use your common sense telling the truth. Um, so, yeah, I don't have one that, oh, I've always wondered about such and such's life or this part of their, you know, I think, you know, Andre's been dead. I had a whole HBO one done. I don't think he revisit that. So, I don't know. I mean, it's Vice. They could always go in some kind of, you know, SJW kind of way. They could, who knows? I, 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 really, I mean, I don't think they would. They're just listening to, to the guy talk. Um, but they, yeah, could they could do it. You know, like, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They went for it. Like, they really went for it from the jump. And so a lot of the stories, like, you know, Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth, let's go right there. Bruiser Brody, they went right there. Like, the the big story. Yeah, knowing they might only they get the one season. Like, hey, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, they went ahead and shot it. Now the art will be, like I'm saying, finding those stories as wrestling fans, knowing they're out there, because they are, and then making them palpable and telling the story that a mainstream fan, a fan that they're clearly going after, uh, can enjoy uh, real quick, Cam, exactly. before, before, before we lose you, uh, thoughts on uh, uh, Endgame? And get as spoilery as you want because, uh, yeah, warning, spoilers may be a hit. Yeah. No, we, it's funny. We, um, we talked about it a little bit on South Congress, and really, like, my thing was, like, so I'm not saying anything. Um, I, I have this, like, it's weird. We do this wrestling podcast where we talk about kind of what millions of people are talking about. But I have this own, like, personal, like, predilection about talking about, like, a movie that everybody's watched. It's really difficult. Um, I guess what I'll say is, you know, for something I've been following for 11 years um, that I'm really invested in and characters I care about, it's great. Um, You know, I appreciate what they put together, how long it took to make, how it all tied together. Um, a lot of characters got shot in that movie. Um, the characters that got their ending, you know, whatever that was, characters that got their ending, whatever that was, I thought it played out the right way. Uh, we got that. Nothing, nothing outrageous, nothing over the top, sad or. Yeah, like, I was nothing um, for shock value. Like, oh, they killed that guy I was just out of there when, um, when your man the very beginning where. You know, Hawkeye's out there with his kids, and then they're gone. Like that's yes. a big thing. That's like whoa, um, whole audience kind of yeah. hush because it's two. It's you know, three minutes into the movie, and they're like, "Oh my god, what? The, like, what tone did you think they were going to set? Like, bam, uh, you know what happened last year? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a perfect opening. Like, it, yeah. it really was. Um, and then when they uh, went there with, um, it's just. Just all of it, man. I, I, I really yeah. am a big fan of what they yeah. did. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard to just say one thing. Um, I thought that they, mm-hmm. they didn't feel like three hours at all. You know, that's, that's, and that's a compliment. It I didn't. And it I came mean, and my, it was gone. And... My, my takeaway from it was they meshed uh, 
the 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 heist aspect of Ant Man and the intrigue on, on espionage stuff that they did in like Winter Soldier and stuff with mm-hmm. like the buddy comedy stuff they did in Ragnarok mm-hmm. and they put all and then just your regular old action adventure you know Avengers you know Captain America mm-hmm. kind of kind of stuff and they meshed all that together and made this just I mean almost flawless movie as far as again yeah. this world that they built sure it's not a flawless movie and Sure, a lot of ways, but for what we were for what we were expecting and 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 wanted, you know, you got it. And the uh, and the details don't bother me. I think that that should be said too. Like, well, what, what about, about this? And how did this add up? Oh. This didn't. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> at all at all about how did. Like one of my buddies was like, well, how did. I was Ant Man in the van, and then the next scene he got big. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I literally, it's not enough of a flaw to say that they did something wrong, or that it doesn't fit the narrative of the movie, or that it throws off pacing or anything like that. It's like, no, it's just he was there and then he wasn't. He went to do something else. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I just I left out of there upset and happy and. Incomplete. I felt like I was after the first movie. I was good. Uh, Just go to the farm and go kick it. Um, And no, um, I guess the the two really good things about it. I love Thor's arc in that movie. I think Rene Russo was a great, great um, callback. Yeah. And then Hell Hydra was just, it was perfect. I don't know a more perfect movie like in a, a more perfect moment in a movie, like in a theater. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely Mm -hmm. perfect. Mm hmm. It, 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 again, it, it just was yeah. tremendous. Good. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I think I found a way to kind of navigate this without a whole lot of spoilers, but yeah, really good. Yeah, I, I thought they could have done without playing Thor for such a joke, but I also understand the psychology. Uh, like, I don't think, I don't think having Thor appearance-wise be how it was. I just thought the way it was played, the tone was wrong. Because people, that's a human condition, right? Like, people go, that's yeah. so relatable. People look at that and be like... Yeah, and I think yeah. that, not to turn into a nerd argument, but if you look at, like, the totality of the MCU, nobody's had it worse than him. <laughs> the very worst things have happened to him. Like, he lost... Both parents, his best friend, the sister he never knew, his girlfriend, and his planet, like over the course of a decade. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, most of the family who he grew to, uh, his space family, you know, they all except Rocket were gone. Yeah, uh, you know, so like, yeah, yeah, nobody had it really bad, and for him to like. So again, that's what I'm saying. Like psychologically, it like when they showed up and they're like and they showed all the containers and like oh yeah he comes in for a supply run every you know once a month I was like oh I I get where this is going I just would have been a little more like did they have to like play it as a joke you know like make the point and then all right come on tell me damn Rocket but that worked for Rocket because that's he's a piece of shit but just you know 
out there demanding his rematch. Walter shook his hand, yeah. Like, all right, you got it. Did y'all see the meme? It was Dominic, and it was the shot of Dominic over the shoulder of Ray during that locker room segment when Ray was getting interviewed. (laughs) And it said, this is what Walter would look like if he was the clout chaser. Damn, it was kind of true. Kind of true. Um, Craig, I see you there, but I don't know. You know, you don't, you don't got your hand up. And I certainly could use the uh, use your uh, your energy here, Mister Chuck, Mister Will E. Chuck. Craig, welcome to the show. What's <laughs> Craig? Yo, Craig. There you go. Are you there? Uh, I think you got a bad connection. Well, maybe it's on my end. Yeah. Yeah, you're all you're all choppy. Can't even make out a word. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put Craig back on hold. Read this message. Oh, that's not important. Uh, 
Kamala Harris apparently forced Bill Barr to admit no one in his office looked at the evidence before exonerating Trump. Wow. 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 Um, okay. I guess, uh, shit. Just going to get the, the, the buffer uh, the show and get some derailed meat in the sandwich. <laughs> Gross. Wow. Bro, welcome back. Hi, you wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This, these callers are all over the place. The queue go from, you know, half a dozen people to a dozen. Now it's down to four and only one with the hand up. So I don't know. Maybe I hope Craig, I hope the line ain't messing up and that was just Craig's connection. Oh, no. You can't find Line ain't messing up. I- Oh, yeah, because I just called back in. I had to uh, record something real fast. So. Okay. But um, I see you. I just was listening to you read that thing about uh, your boy. <laughs> about who, Punk? CM Punk? Your boy, Trump. Oh, 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 fucking bitch-ass bar. <laughs> oh man, that's really crazy, man. <laughs> you think he's gonna show up tomorrow? Has he? Had they made that? Uh, he don't got no choice but to show up. I mean, yeah. we all knew when he came out with that report, it was some fishy, anyway. <laughs> well, anybody with half a brain did, but there were people, people I respect, smart people that were like, "Okay, it's time to move on." I'm like, what the fuck? Imagine if you were you, your well, fifth grader was like, here, here's a. I'm not going to show you my report card, but here's a, here's a, you know, summary of what what my grades were. And you as a parent were like, oh, okay. Like, no. Hey, well, you fine. got majority of people follow their news um, behind Mr. Uh, company, no spin itself. Mm-hmm. They're going to believe whatever they hear. Yeah. But then it all just comes down. I mean, I don't agree. It just makes everything. It might work for like the hardcore and make harden them, but people outside that and on the fringe or people that got common sense are gonna go, "Oh, y'all are terrible! Y'all covering up shit," and all this shit coming back from Iran Contra, where homie caught uh, back in '92, a man called Bill Barr fucking cover up general. Like it's just instead of attorney general, he's a cover up general. But let's be honest, though. Most most people with common sense be afraid. They fearful. They know they know it don't make sense, but they don't say anything, and they go along just to get along because they be afraid. They be they be afraid to stand up, even though they know they have the knowledge. But the thing is, eventually, when when everything's exposed, you look like a bigger. You know, you know, look even worse. And that, and they go with the culture too. They wait till it be exposed, so they can be like, "Yeah, you know what? I knew that all along." <laughs> you was with it. No, you weren't. I pull up a post from two weeks ago, and you was on the other side. But you, 
you were down with it. So, you know, it takes people who into it who into stuff like you and somewhat me and other people like that who don't, you know, buck the norm to uh, really be saying and put light to it. Who don't mind a little heat from time to time. I definitely don't mind the heat. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it'd be that way. But I can't wait to see if he show up and what he say. He'd probably give a no answer. Just like WWE. <laughs> Mr. No Answers. Oh, well, they already proved that he lied uh, under oath back in, in early April. When he said, uh, did you have anything? Did, did you know Mueller was going to, uh, you know, did you know if he disagreed or agreed with you? He was like, I don't know that shit. And then it comes, but again, it comes out that the letter that he wrote that letter and was like, what the fuck, man? What you doing in my report? Making me sound like a fucking chump. That's basically what, in like, respectable military, marine, you know, lawyer fashion. That's basically what he said. Like, yeah, what the fuck is you doing, bar, you bitch ass motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, who I want to know. And he knew that when he to fucking Congress. He knew, like, well, this motherfucker wrote a letter to me two weeks ago and basically cussed me out. And I'm about to lie and say, I don't know how he felt. And he knew goddamn well how he felt. So I don't, I don't, like, those types of folks that are willing to, like, put their whole legacy and career in jeopardy, like, he's probably going to get impeached from as, as attorney general now. If he doesn't resign, they're like, you gotta get the fuck out. If Trump says you oh. support him, he ain't gonna resign. Then he's gonna get impeached, and and it's and all the evidence like just overwhelming. Especially if Mueller fucking uh, testifies, especially if he testifies publicly, which I assume it will. I would I would agree to testify on that shit public. But you gotta think about it. The people who support. <laughs> Uh, what you call it? Gonna feel empowered if he stay on and get impeached. That's fine. They can <laughs> feel empowered all you want. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying he got more to gain by just saying and getting impeached than he do. No, no, no. Just be a more support. I mean, his name he's is shit. Like his, his reputation happy. is shit. Like there's no coming back from like as far as like when people are talking. I, I don't know. It just—I guess that doesn't matter if you're—I don't know. But what else you got when you set, you know, 65, 70, 75 years old? I roll that motherfucker. Like all you got is legacy, yeah. which fucking what you gonna leave behind? Now you just just shit all over. Anyway. Anyway, let's. Uh, yeah, but um. Yeah. Go ahead. Huh? No, no. Yeah. Did you read yeah. your emails or anything? Did you read your emails before I get started or, or, or ask you a question on anything? No, no, no. You, you got whatever you want to do. Yeah. Ask. Ask away. Okay. okay. Um, the thing is, um, you don't got to discuss it, but did you see Endgame? That's my first question. Yeah. I know you and, yeah, and your you grade would be? Uh, oh, A? A plus? 
Okay, then. Okay. Okay. Now I want to go to the ratings, man. Like, I've been yeah. coming on with you for a while, for almost a year. I've been talking about how bad these ratings get it, I'm getting and stuff like that. And I don't see. I, and this plays into with Endgame and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know most fans be like, well, just give me what I want and we can go from there. <laughs> but I'm more on the line of like this. You, some fans don't know what they uh, don't know what they like until you see it because a lot of people like stuff off the visuals and stuff like that. Then once they start getting into it, that's when the chemistry build up because you can't stay with something long enough. It's not about biology; it's about chemistry, and the way you build chemistry is by the way you write the story. And WWE does a horrible job at writing stories. Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like they don't had a bunch of bad movies, but people have invested into it because of the stories that was told. And I think after this weekend, WWE should have been looking at it like, man, we got to tell more stories. Like you had the Usos come out there and, and play um, Invasion of Privacy, and you done turned them so lame. <laughs> I don't know if that was a mix-up, but they should have been on commercial when you had them coming out rapping. <laughs> Rapping their um, pulling a new day and rapping their entrance and all that stuff, like <laughs> I just don't understand some of the stories that they tell. Now they got SmackDown, which was the only good show that they had. Now that's not even good all the way because now you got you empowering it with trying to make Roman the way that you made him before the um um the um, bi- um battle with cancer. Some of the stories don't feel right. They feel rushed. So I don't know how they bounce back from um, um, these down ratings right now. And I think everybody else is going to get the blame, like Vince did on the conference call. Oh, man, it was because we had injuries. So those guys got injured. I don't know why they got injured, but that's why um, TV down and house show attendance down and stuff like that. It's not because of your vision. Uh how you told the story because you just told us that uh, when people get hurt or it's time for people to go, but you don't make stars. I don't remember Vince making a star, a real star in the past 20, 25 years. What do you mean by real star? Because John Cena is a real star. I mean, Roman Reigns is even a real star. Oh, John Cena considered a star. I'm talking about somebody who uh, sway the balance, sway the balance, move it. That uh, well, Roman Reigns uh, considered Roman uh, Reigns moved the other no way. Longer, <laughs> yeah, he moved the other way, so he no longer can. can so for people out there, uh, I, I know that'll be a big thing for Willis, but I'm not down on Roman. But I'm just saying, just to say that he's a star, star. He's not a star. He don't move numbers. He don't bring people in. He do more detracting than he does. Um, and it's not him. It's Vince. So I'm going to say Vince sure, does more detracting with, with um, the Roman Reigns character, yeah. Yeah. If he would have went with the – because it's just like this. Basketball have a lot of stars. They have a lot of stars in so many places that move numbers. Shit. Shoot, Dane blew up the internet with just his look and hitting that shot, and he'll start out there in Portland. And most people <clears> don't get to watch his game. You feel me? So – 
cars are people who move numbers, and you can make all type of stars. Everybody don't have to be 50-50 booking. You don't have to have – I know everybody likes to complain and give Vince the benefit of the doubt. Every time you complain about the three hours, you're giving him the benefit of the doubt. If you complain about making five hours of TV, you're giving him the benefit of the doubt. Each roster has what? A Raw has 64 people? Well, no, bro. That's not fair. I can complain about the damn show being three hours, and that's not giving him any kind of benefit. I'm not saying that's why the show. I'm saying, yes, you could do a better three-hour show. I don't want a damn good three-hour show. I just want to, you know, or every week, I should say. I don't want to watch Raw for three hours. I want to have to do that. Time-wise, make a good two-hour show. Make a great two-hour show. That's, that's that's cool, too, and I understand that. But what I'm saying is, even if the show good, you can still always complain about the three hours. But what right. I'm saying is, we're getting away from, we're getting away from, it's no longer the hours of the show now. That they, but he made the decision to go three hours. That's a part of his terrible fucking decision-making. I understand that, but it's no longer about the, the three hours. Three hours gives him an hour. But look at... Look at SmackDown. Look at SmackDown. It's a two-hour show, and it's dropping because of the soon the storytelling start going bad, it starts dropping. You know, so it's not about always the hours when, when um, you know, you ain't telling a good story. You're no longer telling a good story, and we getting away from that. We should start talking about how Vince is losing. Vince is losing. He don't have the storytelling no more. He don't. Uh, I don't think he ever had the storytelling down. He always had people around him that could lead him in a certain way. And now that he's got older, he's not even being led. He's not even allowing himself to be led into a different way, you know, yeah. uh, being able to tell a better story. No, it's the opposite. It's, the, it's where you would let something terrible happen because you're afraid to say, I don't think this is that's what I said about JR. Like, he feels probably empowered to be like, that's not a good idea. Tony Khan, uh, Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, whoever it is that he's, you know, dealing with, other, you know, out, uh, compared to, uh, you know, being in WWE where you cannot complain to Vince about something probably or feel like it's going to get through. I mean, Jr. probably could and not think he's going to get like, but maybe not, yeah. you know, because Vince is a piece of shit. He might treat him different because he's complaining even in 20, you know, 15, 16, you know, whatever. You're a man, so, you're a man that's yeah. built off of right now who built off of fear. He's afraid of change. He's afraid of doing something else. He's he always been afraid of giving somebody else uh, the lead because he felt like it was going to diminish him as a uh, as an overall person. Yeah, those so are the people I don't understand. It's like where you don't – where – other people, like, where you're not just determined to be better, like, just have that personality where you just, just, oh, i got to get better, like, where just, I hate to lose, but other people's success, it motivates you in a different way, motivates well, I can't be, where to, I have to tear down their success to make mine even greater, where it's like, no. If you're surrounded by successful people and you're the best, you're even more successful. If you're the most successful yeah. thing around and everything around you is burnt down to a crisp, it's like, well, I guess you're brute force, sure. But that's not 
that's just it's just a different psychology. If you, Vince is a Sith Lord to me. I had to bring in Star Wars. He's a Sith Lord. Is <laughs> he, that what Darth Vader was? Yeah, oh. yeah. He he, he Emperor Palpatine. He afraid. He, he um like older uh, like Yoda said, you know, he's shrouded in fear. He's a guy who fears. Fear leads to so many different stuff that destructive in life, and that's what Vince mm-hmm. been doing his whole entire life because he's so because he's so uh you know afraid. And I think it's just an example like, where money and success and power doesn't like we're you know how every presidential thing they they said it a lot with Trump where the presidency doesn't change you it amplifies who you are it's like similar like you're just going to be like money and power don't don't you don't go oh okay now I got the money the power the respect the this the that the material stuff now let me go I can now feel comfortable to do. No, those things are the, the terrible things are just amplified. They're just justified. You're like, yep, my way is the best. Double down on that. Triple down on it. You know. And so. those type of legacies, when you build up those type of legacies, those easily crumble after you pass away because people start breaking it down and you left the, the structure of it depleted because you didn't leave you didn't leave the people around you in the best way. So right, it's, 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 be your it's, fault. it's people, it's the difference between, and I just re-listened to Dan Carlin's uh, uh, Hardcore History Addendum episode with the Imperial German Army versus the Nazi German Army and how, yes, the Imperial German Army from World War One had their prince of this and you know, in this leadership role, and he it was kind of nepotistic in that way. It still merit-based people got through. But in, in the Nazi army, like, Hitler elevated people just because of their ideology. He put a guy that was in the charge of the Air Force in charge of the German fucking economy. Just because just because he was a super fucking hardcore Nazi. He didn't know nothing about money and, 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 and he did not fly planes and maybe do plane strategy, but just because of his... So he put people in... in he put... He just was not a good talent evaluator. He, he, or he judged the talent on the wrong thing. He didn't say, oh, this guy's good with numbers and count and, and manipulate this. He was like, nope, he fucking hates the Jews. They go in charge of the you know, fucking whatever industry. Like, fam, I don't do that thing. I'm a doctor. Why are you putting me in charge of, like, fucking the ammunition? So it's, yep. it's that kind of thing where it, it, I don't think Vince, I think if you're just a yes man and you just adhere to Vince's ideology, you you stick around. You prosper. You make more money. You rise in the ranks. But you're not. And yes, he found a couple of good, um, good soldiers that way. Yeah, and yes, he found a couple of good soldiers that way that led to some booms and led to some good periods. But it wasn't it wasn't sustainable for too long because his he like you saying about ideology. His ideology was he he respected people who um, thought about stupid stuff. That's why you got the Vince Russo's and stuff like that. Or uh, yeah, you might had the um. To Pat Patterson, them, but they fed on his other ideology. 
yes, man. Tell me yes. Stroke my ego. Or just think of it like this. How he, like, I can imagine, my my guess why EC3 doesn't get a push is because EC3 is a nerd and a cornball. Like, like how we would think of it. Like, he probably plays video games, and he probably don't have a bunch of women on his tip, or that he takes advantage of, maybe, or at least to Vince's eyes. Because Vince sees a guy like that, and he, and he goes, why are you wasting your time hanging out with, you know, Xavier Woods playing fucking video games, and, and you look like you do. You should be dominating. You should be the alpha. These guys should be bowing down to you. And DC3 is just like, damn, I don't, you know, that's not me. I'm not a fucking scumbag. I, this is, again, all my speculation on why he doesn't get up the push that you would think and he you, would in a Vince And you called it because what, he'd be on Xavier Woods up, up, down, down show? I didn't even know what, that. Just, he just has that show. personality. He just, he just has the personality that he's a guy that probably can talk about, you know, nerd stuff and comic books and maybe Star Wars and all kinds of shit. And Vince is like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> you know, and he just don't respect him because he's not a arrogant piece of shit flexing his muscles at every given moment. Well, he probably does that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and that's the whole point. That's why it's going to be hard. That's why if I hope if they go to Fox, they get regulated to um, FS1 after before six months. Because what? now... Oh, you're... You oh, hear me out. Yeah, I'm talking about the long run. You know, since that's a few months away, that's not that far away either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially to try to do a rebound. But... um. Because now that sends panic to the stockholders because the stockholders don't care about as long as you're bringing in money. But when stuff starts bouncing down, you get regulated from Fox to FS1 where you're not going to be seen by many people. And people gonna, and that might hurt your money and your stock prices. Now they won't, they won't answer. And they want somebody to, you know, to, um, dive on the sword for that. And hopefully they get him to die for the store where man. I know that's I don't think he dream, can allow himself. He ain't put himself in a position where he can be forced out. But like he's in a public company. He no longer he no longer have that type of power anymore. Once he went public, what are you talking about? I you got to know that risk. The damn stock. What the fuck they gonna do? I mean, I know I know it's probably not as cut and dry as that, but I don't. I just don't think. I, I'm pretty sure the McMahon family, as a, the McMahon's as a family, they own 75% of the stock. So unless there was just this giant schism between... He owns like 51. He owns like 51%. He owns like 51%, but he can also, he can always be voted out as okay. chairman over the whole thing. He can be voted out and still be owner, you know, and oh, then own okay. that okay. majority share, but he can be voted out as chairman and be running everyday operations. What are you talking about? He's just not making that'd be worse. I don't want him out of the business necessarily, like out of the business making uh, decision. He's a, he is he knows what he's doing there. He's opened up all these different streams. That's the stuff that you know I have all the faith in Vince to to do. And I wish that's all he did. You can still use him as a front man. You can still use him as oh, a front man. Hold that right there. Of, if you get him out of the paint as the 
CEO or whatever. He's just not making the CEO. He's just not making those executives. He still owns the company and running things. He can still be like, I'm making a creative decision, bitch. This is my shit. But I don't think he's making all the business decisions. I think George Berrios them are making the business decisions and setting up the structure. I'm just saying, though, they're oh, making the structure. I, I forgot what that woman's name I forgot who that woman is. They're making the structure and doing the plans, and they putting that in place. And he's just already the face and front man of it anyway. What you want him out of that chairman role so you can have somebody over the day-to-day operations, which would be live shows. Right. Shows, all of that. That's why I just don't think he at week. all leave, him, leave any of his flanks open where he could could get uh, taken out of that. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he left himself open to that. Ain't no way. Yeah. I, I like, I, Just I, like I, how I'm I, always I, like, ain't no way he left himself open to be like relegated to being Fox FS1 and shit like that. But, but that's part of the deal, though. That's, that's, part, of, that's part of the deal. Like, it, Maybe. You're sometimes you got to take a little. But you got to take a little. The dude who over Fox, who helped the deal go through, who who, who helped write the deal, come out hinting that, saying it's only for a trial purposes. Like, it's only for a short name. He said trial, but he said short term, them being on Fox. It's for short term, not long term. Yeah. Right now. We'll see. I mean, we, That's we why literally, people, legit, I'm not even saying that it's the smartest, but literally, we, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's why I, that's one thing that I um that I hope hope about. Um I heard y'all talking about um Leo Rush. Um I I haven't been keeping up with the Leo Rush stuff. I know he has said don't believe the dirt sheets and stuff like that. Um if that's true that he just blew up on the person, uh how this news getting out like that, I'll, mm-hmm. I always suspect that type of stuff. Like, why is his news come out? But, you know, like y'all said about Enzo, his news they come out. We never find out who punched him in the face and stuff <laughs> like that. But, you know what I'm saying? But also, to look at it from the other side, too, you can't be an asshole all the time. He came in an asshole. You, you remember the tweet about, um... Yeah, about um, what's your face? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he been put in the dollhouse by that, so... I can understand him feeling more entitled. You you on TV every week where you got 60 other people on the roster who probably don't ever be on TV but twice a year, but you yeah. on them almost every week. So you start feeling yourself, start smelling yourself a little bit. You know, I can see him responding in that type of way like, what the fuck? Don't be telling me shit. Like, who is you? I'm a <laughs> fucking another human being. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Not even on some yeah, first off, he he's above you on the roster. Like if we gotta go to that, you know, go to that level, it's like, well, he's above you on the roster. He's making more money. He's in a better position. You know, he's a main event guy. Like, who the fuck you mean? Who is he? But also beyond that, he's a guy that just again. I can't imagine Finn was like in any kind of way like aggressive or uppity or. Probably just like, hey, in this friendly, professional way, like, yo, let me break it down for you. Doubt he treated him like a young boy or anything like that. Just like, hey, you might not, you know, this might not be the best idea. True. You know what I'm saying? So you got to, sometimes, you know, I know people be expecting that when they hear news like that. And, you know, 
you want to take up for your own. But sometimes we got to say some people put themselves in situations that you should already know. You know what I'm saying? You got to walk smarter around. You already made these type of mistakes. You can't sit here and make the same mistakes because you fuck it up for people who come after you. And when you're a person who don't think about stuff like that, I can't. I don't care how people bring you out for sometimes because you fuck it up for people that come after you who look like you, who might come in with a slight attitude, but it's fixable. And you fuck it up for those people. So I, I don't pity you too much when you do mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I look at you like, come on, man. Like, you stupid, dog. You fucking shit up. Like, you making good money. You on TV. You know, like I said, it's 60 people out there who be on TV maybe once a year. Once a year now. <laughs> you will, you got one of those rare 20 to 30 spots, I'm talking about for both shows, that people mm-hmm. on TV every week. Every week or every other week, you on TV. That's a rare spot in WWE. It is. So, calm down, man. Like, calm down. But now you're yeah, but again, now you my thing is just beyond the, uh, like, position, and then it's just like, like, I'm a person, man. I'm just talking to you like another human being. Like, on that level, this is very unnecessary. That's beyond roster spots, and I'm above you, and this and that. It's like, fam. I'm a human being who was just trying to tell another human being, give him some advice. Unsolicited, yes, but goddamn. So it's a little. That's, yeah. That's, Sometimes that's, some of the best advice come unsolicited because it's there in the moment. Like I'm trying to catch you before you fuck up. Like, yo, don't go in that, don't go in that store with them. They rob people. Shut the fuck up. Right. Fucking okay. mind your business, pussy. Don't don't worry about what I'm doing. Like. Oh, I was trying to keep you from getting, you know, robbed. Now when you outside on your knees, when you look at me walking by, and now you like, damn, I should have listened to him. And I'm like, I, no, I, or no, even worse, where you go, why don't you be more forceful? <laughs> why don't you come up to me and grab me by the hand and drag me away from the from the from the register or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> nope, because I ain't trying to fight you. Hey, I warned you. I ain't trying to fight you, but okay, at best. You live and you learn. You're going to learn this time. You're going to learn today. <laughs> You're going to learn today. So I I understand that, man. I understand that right there. Uh, I know something else that y'all was speaking on. I know um, Clyde was talking about um, should WWE be afraid of AEW being on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, y'all, they shouldn't be. And I'm like, oh, okay, with a lot of people, because I know now some of the reports being like they might, I'm, that people are starting to get a little worried, especially if they're not on the upfront for TNT and stuff like that coming up soon, then they're going to be thinking something. But I'm like, I ask you this question, Trav. How long is the NBA season? I'm talking about from the start of the season to playoff end. Uh, on November 1st to June, something, like end of school year. Like that's how I always did it. Like October the they they on there from October to the middle of October, October the sixteenth is usually when the no, 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 season usually starts on Halloween or like November first. No, they start October. It started this year, October sixteenth. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. So it's Halloween or something. Mhm. So you know. Okay, let's say, uh, but but whatever, eight months. Okay. Now, look at this. Okay, eight months now, 
the NBA on two different stations. They on ESPN and TNT. Right. Tuesdays and Thursdays on TNT, they've been there for tw- over 25 years. They've been there for 25 years on Tuesdays and Thursdays. From 7 from from seven to 1, to 7 to 1 on some days, and from 8 to 2 on some days. Right. The NBA, total, total, total viewership does. More about as more as WWE total viewership does. I'm talking about from seven all the way to one o'clock. So when it just be charged them on TV, they still doing WWE numbers round twelve, one o'clock, two o'clock at night. <laughs> so I'm just saying when people should do a little um, reporting and just do a basic looking up. I don't think they're gonna be on TNT on no Tuesdays or Thursdays because what you gonna go away for eight months? You're going to go away from eight months? Because I'm pretty sure well, TNT is Turner not going to lose today. Well, well, no. But Turner has more than one channel. That's probably right. Well, I know, but the most, the, the major reporting is, oh, they're doing, they're on TNT. They're going to be on TNT. And I'm like, do anybody watch TNT, Tuesdays, and see who on there? The NBA, been on there for 25 years. So, and they pay the NBA two billion dollars. So you think the NBA okay, but right. they're not going the nowhere. That's, that's an easy like question to answer. Yes, no, NBA ain't going nowhere. So they either pick a different day, or they'll be not on D and D. Probably, you know, TV. Yeah, TBS. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, TBS. But you know, One channel the big thing well, where people, but the big thing that people are saying what makes them a big deal is because they on. They be they keep saying and keep going with that they're gonna be on TNT that we're gonna make them a major rival because they're gonna be on TNT. Man, if they on TBS, well, nothing changes. But you're not hearing that though, are you? That's what that's all I'm saying. You're not hearing that. You're not hearing that. I'm at not all. hearing nothing because I don't. And when you hear, I know you don't give a flying phone. Like when it comes on, I'm gonna watch it and then I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> All the like consternation about oh where are they going to land? They're going to land somewhere where I and everybody else can see them. That's a given. So and the, that's the, what everybody should be waiting waiting to see instead of you know making it more out, blowing it up more out than what than what it should be because when you put great expectations on on people, you know what I'm saying sometimes you set them up to let you down when they didn't when they didn't call or ask for the great expectations. That's all. That's what I'm trying to get to overall. So it shouldn't be if they scared of them. Let's see if they, if if they can get on and both shows make each other better. Where now we don't have nothing but where you can get the wrestling fandom back up to where now it seems like it's dwindling out when it comes to a mainstream appeal because what you're getting together with both. SmackDown and Raw, you're probably getting a, uh, maybe three, three million people together. Well, getting so down I close a little to, more than that, but still, it ain't good. Yeah, just a tad bit more, but not that much. They ain't at five. They're not at five million viewers. Just when John Cena was at top, they was on Raw by itself, was doing at least, um, seeing at least 3.5 million people close to 4 million people, and when he was at his peak, he was doing 5. He was putting 5 million, million people, viewers, if you want to base and say your your star 
your top star is help guiding these people in. He was doing those numbers, and that was just a few years ago. That was about six, seven years ago when my uh, when my son was two. And he was doing that for years, John Cena. That's what I'm talking about. Well, if you look at, I'm, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine if you look at 2007 to 2014, that's seven years uh, of, of Monday Night Raw. I don't think. Uh, 2013, John Cena then was just doing five million people. Close to five Whoa! Minutes. Sorry. Fucking hell, though. He threw him off the roof. Jeez. Oh, you watching NXT? Yeah. Djokovic threw fucking Monsoor off the goddamn ring. Like, swung him from the ring through the ropes to the floor. Did you hear that, that that supposed to be uh, racist um, thing promo they said he made, which I thought wasn't as racist as people tried to make I it. I didn't see. I didn't. I was like, this is what people were bitching about? This is what he took? That, well, no, he took something else. But he said something and then tagged Trump and Justin Trudeau and homie in Mexico. <laughs> he said he was going to clean up the North American... Well, I don't forget. I forget, and that that is what he took down. But the promo in ringing after the match, I was like, eh, this was barely just this was just regular as fuck. So I I thought it was a regular simple promo, which he could do a little bit better. That he need to get a little bit better at. Right. I was like, if anything, it was a good right promo, now. just because it wasn't a good promo. It was like the content. The content was. Just regular. Another thing would be, and which coming up too, how are you thinking? Because they should, the tapings are tonight for the NXT. How are you thinking they're going to lead up to the um their own weekend? And they having their own weekend. They setting up for their own sort of kind of <laughs> pay per view, but you know it's on yeah. the network, so. And it's on a Saturday. And they're right. doing it all by themselves. It's on a Saturday, right? Yeah, it's on Saturday. Yeah. I think they'll do well. I mean, they'll, 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 they'll do well. I mean, it's a takeover. Takeovers have inherent, just a built up, you know, kind of cachet that people will, is this still going to be in San Jose? Yes, it is. And yeah. oh, where they had the original, the first the person. one. Yeah. It's not a terrible market. There'll be a building that won't be overwhelming. So they'll be able to sell five, six thousand tickets to a takeover. Hell yeah. And it'll be as far as my, the show I have all faith that the show will be good the card. Who you think should um will be your top match? I know this kinda early to say, but who you think will be your top match on that card? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Who's the? I mean, I don't think Gargano will be in. So they haven't started setting up stuff yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wonder if it's gonna be two and a half hours or will it go three? I think they'll try their best to 
to do to have a normal feeling takeover show. And you know they're going to do tapings for for TV. So so at least one for the for the week after. So they'll have something before for the people in the building. You know what I mean? So the people in the uh-huh. building can get a four-hour show and only two and a half, uh, 245 is like the pay-per-view, you know, the takeover. That's that's very, very possible. Matter of fact, I, I, I assume that that's exactly what's going to happen. Because I doubt they'll want to do a show Saturday and then tape Wednesday to air Wednesday. Like, no, no, no. You tape one Saturday before and then you'd still do your tapings Wednesday maybe, but that's for the next week and the week after. So, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. And I'll be there to, you know, or wait, when is it? Um, is it? It's in June, I think. Yeah, June. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. In between money in the bank and whatever pay per view, that's at the end of the month. That new paper uh, pay per view stumping ground or whatever. Is it new pay per view? You know they changed the um, name of that um, pay per view to stumping ground. Oh, I did not know that. The pay per view that they moved that everybody was talking backlash. about. Backlash. They moved. Yeah, backlash. They changed it to stumping ground. Look at Velveteen motherfucking dream. Oh my god. This could be the top match of Simmons. I could I could just get you. Whoever he faced can be the top match. That's how good that's how interesting he is right now. We wheel this motherfucker out on purple couch. So, all right, Jarrell, let me let's move on. Let me get Craig on this, bitch. All right, man. Talk to you later. Yep. All right. That's promise. Look. Hold up. Yo, Craig, you there? What up? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you good. Right. Oh, shit. You know what? I, I don't hold hold on, Craig. Sorry, <laughs> jerky you all around like that. But I had my thing up here, so I could. Put, so this is uh, Brian's voicemail from uh, that he sent in earlier. Is he singing Jackovit the Jackovit a song? Oh, he repurposed uh, the Star Spangled Banner with. Uh, with the uh, dream lyrics, wrestling stuff. So, all right, here's Brian's email or voicemail. Hey, East Coast Cast, this is Brian calling from Phoenix. So, actually, what I'm gonna do is I'm actually calling for the Entertainment Coast Cast, and uh, the reason why I leave this voice message, this is about actor Christoph St. John. He died back in February, um, and the reason why I'm bringing him up is that. He was a uh, primarily soap opera actor. He was on um, played on Young and the Restless for the last 25 years. He died, um, um, had a um, heart attack in his apartment. Over the last couple of days, which was Thursday, Friday, and then Monday, 
they did some special tributes, like his character died on Young and the Restless. And then they had a special tribute where the actors came together and talked about him on Monday. And, and Christoph actually goes way back as, as being a child actor. Um, he was on Ruth the Next Generation playing young Alex Haley. He actually had a memorable episode on Laverne and Shirley as a 10-year-old. So he was a really good actor. And, you know, they were throwing around, you know, that he was probably the greatest African-American actor in soap opera history and in the history of, like I say, American soap operas. So I know we talk about a lot of different things on the East Coast cast, but I just wanted to bring it up and give Christoph his props because he he really did a good job on Young and the Restless. And, again, you know, you always hear about childhood uh, actors, about what happened to them when they become adults, but he uh, graduated from that, um, had some, and did some really good things. So that's really all I have, and um, I will talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Bye. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I wasn't a, a Y&R fan. I watched it for one summer in 95. Uh, that was also the summer I watched Ronin Warriors, like, every day. <laughs> but so I, I know who he is. I remember you were, because that's the show that you watched and grew up watching. Um, so I remember when he did die, you were, uh, you had some things to say on Twitter about him and stuff. So, so yeah, but uh, I'm not even sure what the actual <laughs> uh, question uh, was. But yeah, I knew I knew of him. Um, it's awesome that he was. Uh, it's awesome that you can trace a child actor that has some success long into their, you know, adult, uh, adult life and shit like that. That's, that's awesome. I, that's just a backup. No, I'm saying this one. Oh, this one? That works. Oh. That's what I used. Oh, oh. When I said, don't worry, I got a spare, oh, that's okay. what I was talking about. Oh, so you don't use it. I mean, well, that's your socket part. That's yeah. not even mine. So you can take that. I don't need that. But uh, you can you can take this short one. Leave me the long one. I don't know. You don't you mean, want like I don't I don't have any cartridges. So I don't need any. Oh, ah, then leave them both there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, <clears throat> no mail. No mail. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that just gives me kind of a matter of fact. I was I was talking to my man. Chris Longo, who is, like, you know how Bruce Mitchell is with pro wrestling and comic books? He, Chris is like that with soap operas and Beatles. It's it's uncanny, the history. Like, the, the weird stuff, like, he knows the, the difference. Oh, well, that's when General Hospital in 78, they changed writing teams. Because blah blah blah, they'll go into like the detail of why or what was going on politically or, or or just in the industry or the writer strike, all kinds of weird. And he's he's my age, so it's not like he's some old man that lived through it. Uh, same with the Beatles, all the Beatles knowledge he has as a you know not even forty year old guy. He might be a little younger than me, but he's still in his at least mid thirties. <clears throat> and. Um, so I, so he, for whatever reason, we've been texting. I think I hit him up like, yo, how's it been? Um, 
And he asked me, hey, are you still watching Days? And I was like, this fucking guy. And I was like, no, remember? Because I got out of it in, like, summer or, or like, uh, yeah, like, spring 2017 was, like, when I last, like, March 2017 was the last time I, I, I watched consistently. And I was like, remember when I asked you, like, it was six months after I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to need to, I, I want to get start watching Days again. But we're going to have to talk and have a conversation, and you're going to have to fill me in on like what's been happening over the last six months to a year. And that conversation never happened, so I I hit him back on the text like, Nah, I didn't start watching because I didn't have you to give me to fill me in on the comings and goings, and you know I'm so far behind on. That's the last thing I need is a, a daily show to watch. <laughs> I, None of this stuff I usually watch. I'm just so far behind on everything. Um, but yeah, that's always my shit. Or not always, but in 05. Days of our lives is my shit. And that was only because I would, when I would watch Passions Live, when I had a TiVo, I would always rewind to 15 minutes, to the last 15 minutes of Days of Our Lives, so I could just. So 15 minutes could pass during the live airing of Passions, and I could just fast forward through all the commercials and, and pretty much, uh, you know, kind of be commercial free for, for, for the whole episode. So watching the last 15 minutes of the show for three, four months, however long it was, I was just like, fuck that. I need to know what's going on. So I, so I added that to the to – the, it's just like how I started watching um, – Two and a Half Men on syndication. I watched <laughs> my wife and kids, and the, the the first the first minute of my wife and kids TiVo would always have the final gag from Big Bang Theory, or not Big Bang from Two and a Half Men, and and I had no context. It was just literally the last joke of a half hour episode that I didn't see, and a lot of times they were just hilarious. Like, oh, I think I. charm. Uh, Craig, what's happening? What up? I was going to remind you to get to that voicemail. Okay. <laughs> but the thing was, I, I, I put my uh, soundboard uh, so I, as a reminder, I put it next to, I had to scroll all the way up because Brian's, at, you know, B's at the top. And I was like, oh. So when I put you on, I did have to scroll all the way down to W for my what up sound. And I re- and that reminded my reminded me like, oh no 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 no, you were at the B for a reason. So go back. So yeah, there you go. And Brian reminded me on Twitter like, man, I wonder if he'll get to my voicemail. So I'd have been real, <laughs> real, real piece of shit. Oh. To, 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 to not, uh, he he put he put but, some effort into that one. That one went off the grid. That was kind of. I was not expecting to hear about Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, and I don't and I don't think I did any kind of justice. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about something loosely loosely connected. <laughs> well, it kind of got you on that little tangent about that. That's exactly what I was going to talk about. Was the uh, you know how you said I didn't got time for a daily uh, another another, daily another show and a daily yeah. show and like yeah. 
And I was just I thinking, you know, I with all this rating. I, I did that for so long. For so many sh- I watched Pat, you know, for as long as that was on. And and daily daily shows that aren't really on the but you can go to NBC.com and watch two weeks worth, but you can't go back and watch two months ago shows. Yeah, but the I think the the whole the the, you know it used to be a show would compete like a, a Raw would have to compete against whatever the NBA, the NHL, and whatever is on CBS that night. You know, when these mm-hmm. reality shows on VH1 yeah. or whatever. Now it's, now it's like there's a fatigue going on from all the stuff that you, like like Game of Thrones was Sunday night. Uh, mm-hmm. Avengers came out. Everybody's mm-hmm. watching that. Um, you know, there's uh, the playoffs are on for both these sports. You know, there's all these all these uh, shows are in May, so it's, it's going to be like crunch time for like these shows. And it's just like we're sitting on our ass watching TV too much. If you're not inspiring, I'm not gonna put the time in to, to watch you, especially watch too many options. Yeah, and so I, it, I think it's just a fatigue thing. It's catching up to a lot of a lot of uh, live programming. You know, especially not not like a sports thing. Because there is no reason why anybody should watch Raw or SmackDown Live. Unless, unless you're really on it. It's getting to be the same old tweets you know, every week. Like, oh, this sucks. Why are they doing this thing with Bailey? Whatever, you know. It's, it's getting to be... Last night? I didn't see the first What's half hour. Was Bailey on SmackDown last night? Uh, yeah, she had a match, good match with uh, Becky. Um, oh, and then Charlotte, yeah, she her, she faced Becky, and then uh, Becky won as a good match, and then right after she she uh, tapped her out, Charlotte came out. That's him, not me. But it wasn't it wasn't anything you had to watch. Like nothing on Raw or SmackDown was anything that. Oh yeah, that's how you know. the show life. Yeah, this is two weeks in a row where there's an outside, sto- a, a non-televised thing that's not the main kind of story of the week. Last week it was you know Undertaker and Angle getting pulled from Starcast, and this time it's you know the Moxley video. But nothing on TV is like the top story is this Angle happened or this match happened or this promo happened. Or, or even even if even if you keep it in the WWE like universe, nothing that happens on TV is more interesting than a tweet from Becky Lynch to Lacey Evans. So, what am I watching the TV for? Yo, when she sends out that "Go make me a sandwich" gift, like, because I didn't catch it, <laughs> you know, when it happened. Oh my god, that's yeah. so good. Should I, I'm just gonna go find. I want to spend the rest of my evening googling what the fuck a stall is because she misspelled straw. But this is again, I think uh, setting Lacey up with uh, <clears throat> with Becky was personality-wise was uh, was a good move. I'm I'm liking it so far. Like yeah, again, and it's the was, Twitter that stuff that I like the best. <laughs> right there in in ring and interactions on TV. Pretend it happened. 
Yeah, you saw the Becky promo, right, with uh, Charlie, the, the interview? Uh, yeah, you, let me take this from you, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So that, that whole segment was good. The Firefly Funhouse was good. And other than mm-hmm. that, it was two hours and 45 minutes of crap. Firehouse, Funhouse, whatever, was good, huh? Yeah, mm. fire, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, me. I mean... It, yeah. it wasn't as good last week, but it was okay. It was, it was more compelling than anything on the rest of the show. But I always like this paint by numbers crap. It's like, all right, let's get these four guys out here at the beginning of the show, and oh, they're gonna have a match. I didn't see that coming. You know, it's 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 getting so paint by numbers that I'm like, not I'm not compelled to watch this even like. On a on a week to week basis, the only reason I'm watching it is because of inertia and because I'm like, I listen to these podcasts. I kind of want to know what they're talking about. But I don't even think if there was a podcast that I would be watching it right now, especially with AEW coming up and New Japan doing the, their show. And and plus, like I said, all all these other shows I watch. I'm like, man, and the playoffs. I'm too, spending too much time sitting here watching TV, and the weather's gonna get nicer. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, oh. yeah. If you're looking to cut something out, it's like, why not? Like, and 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 as much as like, because I I certainly know the feeling where where podcasts or certain wrestling personality uh, will, will keep you interested. Well, while uh, when it's hot and you want to hear their opinions, you want to hear what they got to say about it. Well, when it's cold, you go, well, I can kind of follow it just through them. <laughs> you know, yeah. especially if you, you know you have a job like like we do, where you can uh, listen to things and and podcasts are, are are allowed and that kind of thing, headphones. Then it's like, yeah, no, I'll follow the I'll follow the shows through the various things I listen to, and I'm gonna go get some fresh air at eight o'clock, <laughs> or you know, between seven and nine or whatever. Fuck. Yeah, and it's getting to the uh, point now, too, with even just podcasts where there's getting to be too many friggin' podcasts, because I met these guys in New York, they're called the Jobber Tears Podcast, mm-hmm. and they were hosting the party I went to, and it was they were really nice guys, so I started listening to their podcast, and they got kind of like a uh, first take set up, okay. kind of like they have a moderator, there's two guys, and they go back and forth and whatever, and, and it, it's pretty good. And then I got this other one that I just started listening to also. but And it's going to be like, I'm starting to have to cut down on podcasts because there's just too many. There's too many, so yeah, It's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be where there's just too like, much I, shit. I'm not, I'm not even talking about like wrestling podcasts, but there are, and I don't listen to them all regularly, and some of them are seasonal. And like Malcolm Gladwell, like his revisionist history, he doesn't put out, a, he puts out a podcast like once a month, you know. But I'm subscribed to like 35 podcasts. And I can imagine there's some people that are subscribed to 135 podcasts. Yeah. So it's just yeah, like, I'm, uh, I'm in favor put, for putting a moratorium on podcasts. Like, no more podcasts going forward. You ain't got a podcast already. Ain't no more new podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> My man Ryan just got a podcast. I'm like, Everybody got something to say. <laughs> like this is just the culmination of the world we live in. Like everybody got something to say and think they yeah. should have an audience. And that's not a shout at Ryan. I, I tried to podcast podcast boys. Go listen to podcast boys. 
<laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, damn, I got black ass. And I love black ass. Podcasts are great. I, I just communicated with uh, the pocket, the host of Everyday Animation, or if you're familiar with the Everyday uh, gimmick over on Sci-Fi Wire, that's one of their uh, uh, Danny Roth. He's great. And in the month of April, they did Everyday Animation, where they, every for 30 days straight, Dave. He does, uh, they watch a cartoon, and he brings on the guests, and they talk about it. And I was super disappointed in 30 days. Nobody did regular show. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, no, he was great. We went back and forth, and I'm like, yo, if you do a wrestling gimmick, like, fam. <laughs> like, I got 10 years of podcasting experience. I'm, not that, I'm still not that good, but I can do it. Not as good. <laughs> well, you know, like, you know, fam, like, yo, I'm here. Dollar. Come out, out. But yeah, no. Uh, so yes, podcasts are just for, if you're people that are into podcasts, typically are into podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, they got a lot. They can listen to stuff when they're, you know, at work or whatever, like you said. But like, do you, do you still listen to um, Brad and Britt? Oh yeah, every day. Let's do them this morning. Or on my way every, to Calgary. I down, I've downloaded it every day for like the past maybe four or five months, and I still haven't listened to one episode yet. <laughs> so I just can't get around. And and they keep getting downloaded, and I gotta delete it because I I don't like the wrestling one that much, but I listen to that one when I go like go to bed. Okay. And oh, have it on the timer. <laughs> yeah, I I like I like the podcast, but it's I don't. I can't stand the the Vince McMahon impression. It's just too much. Okay, like every <laughs> yeah, like come on, man, you go to it too much. But yeah, I I really like the way they think about stuff. And yeah, I, I want to check out Brad Bird, but it's so how it's just, yeah. yeah, I do like their voices though. They got good voices, and oh, the yeah, way really I like uh which one is the one that does the uh he kind of speaks the headlines in like an old school newsy voice uh, in the case well, of live if it's a voice most likely it's Brit. okay i don't know if Brian yeah has he's any, like any voice and and in this news uh Becky Lynch you know the way he says it is really funny to me. Speaking of, when 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 Brad and Britt changed their format, when Britt's career changed, or at least his hours did, and they had to start recording at night instead of uh, in the morning, so which meant we got five four shows a week instead of five because you would get Monday morning through Friday morning, but now you get Monday night through Thursday night. They don't do put an episode out on Friday night, um, right. but Friday was always a truncated show, like fifteen minutes instead of. 45 or 50 minutes, and it was Satan. And Satan would, Satan would come on and he would talk about all the things, you know, the bad stuff at the news that he's caused. And it was so good. And now that they don't have that fifth day, that 15-minute episode, Satan went away. But every now and then he'll bring in Little Rush. Uh, <laughs> and then sometimes, occasionally, I'll watch the feed, the Facebook feed, but I've never seen Brett, Brett do any of the voices visual. I've never, you know, only hear those, which is probably a good thing. I don't want to take away the uh, 
mystique. <laughs> but okay, I want to get to this video. <clears throat> so, so, so uh, Daniel Cohen, fan of the show, uh, uh, you know, he's a fan of the fan page on Facebook. So he sends this video. So he says, tonight at the Phillies game, the Philly Fanatic, it was the Philly Fanatic versus Johnny Impact and Taya. I thought you guys would appreciate this. So obviously you guys can't uh, see the video, but the Fanatic is wiggling his hips at them and taunting them. And they're doing their flexing and the crowd's booing. Every time Johnny Impact flexes, the crowd boos. Every time the Fanatic flexes, they cheer. Oh shit, Johnny Impact from behind with the kick in the butt. Oh, but with the fanatic kind of no sound it, now he's back to cheering. And he's like thrusting his hips back at him. Oh, Johnny threw something at him, a jacket. Now fanatic's jumping on his four-wheeler and getting out of Dodge. So fuck those guys. They're not stars. And Johnny Impact starts running after him, but he's, he's gone. <laughs> that, that, that's cool. Fuck Johnny Impact, but, you know. Where was that? Huh? Where was that? A show? At the Phillies game. Maybe you feel the impacts in Phillies. Oh, I don't know. Or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just, Daniel was at the game filming, like, from the bleachers. And he's on his side, too. So I'm assuming this is Daniel's video. He might, this might not even be, but I'm just going to assume it is. Did he put it on the uh, East Coast Facebook page? Uh, he sent it. It's in the inbox, so let's see. I don't think it's going to show up on the main page. Oh, you know what? I'll just tell him, you know, that's awesome. Exclamation point. Post. Because it showed up in my messenger. I'm pretty sure it's just. Well, you know what's got to happen now. Is Gritty's got to get involved. <laughs> well, the Flyers aren't in the playoffs, so that doesn't help. And he gave me the thumbs up, so he'll post it. So it should be up in any minute now. So you can go to the fan page and check out that uh, that video. Week. Yeah, so what else is on your mind? You get the main uh, this week, uh, Craig. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, uh, the the end game. You guys talked about uh-huh. it a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, you, you just saw it the one time? Yeah, just once. Open at night. And have you had time to process where you would rank it amongst the whole MCU yet? I don't really do that. Um, I, I like, I, just because of my, who I am, I all, you know, mine are never, not, I don't do not do it because 
my lists are so different from everybody else's. I could give a fuck about everybody else. But you don't have I, a yeah. favorite movie. Can't pick a favorite movie. Like ever, like all together. Like you mean in life? Uh probably the professional. Okay. Radio Fires up there, Punch Drunk Love, they're like my top three favorite movies. Very different movies, all three of those. <laughs> so. well, I'm just blown away by the, and and Rich brought this up on I forget what the hell show he was on. It might have been the one with Bruce, where he was talking about how uh, it did $1.2 billion, and that, like, yep. was double the, the second best movie, or the second most grossing movie. And so, well, in the first I don't know, Jeff, he was on with Jeff, Jeff uh, versus the World podcast, and he said that the uh, the second running, like, this weekend, is probably going to top the, the number two. It's going to be the number two, you know, whatever the number oh, two movie is probably going to go bigger than that in a weekend. I'm Ooh, like, damn, man. that's that would be amazing. That's, that's crazy if that does happen. Yeah, have you seen it? Is that even something you... No, I, I'm still catching up on all the... I'm still catching up on all the movies because I started way too late. Okay. But, you know... I've avoided enough of the spoilers. Like, I know there was a finger snap and that killed everybody or whatever, reset the universe or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to avoid all talk about it. You know, I, I listened okay. to uh, Rich and uh, Jeff talk about it, and you know, and didn't understand the damn thing they were saying. So, mm-hmm. what my memory is... You won't carry that, it to like, yeah. I won't be able to retain anything until I see it. So hopefully it'll still mean something when I get to it. But I wasn't I wasn't in on the one point two billion dollars. <laughs> I was. I got my tickets uh yeah, they didn't want on sale, so whenever that was. Well, I I don't know if you knew that I got fired again and got my I job back. Was that when we were kind of like down last week? And you're like, you didn't want to talk about it, but yeah, they okay. people have been yeah. They, they tried to they tried to screw me in the same way again at work when I got back from New York. Ironically enough, from New York, because that's what happened last time I went to New York. And what the fuck? I ended up getting a thousand. I ended up getting a thousand dollars to sit on my ass for a week and a half, oh. which was okay, but it was still stressful as hell. Yeah. So, but I was gonna, I was like, well, if I'm fired and, you know, this is going to take a longer time to get my job back, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to catch up on all these movies and I was going to go to that um, thing they had in, in DC. They had like a live watch, watch along um, thing for uh, the MTR network guys. Okay. Them. But, since I got my job back, I didn't get to do that. But I was going to catch up because I like him. Well, so I'm off anyway. I'm just going to catch up on everything and, you know, go to D.C. to see it. Uh, that thing is up on the uh, fan page, by the way. Check it out after. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't uh, actually like 
Where were you done? I don't want to just go back to fucking movies. Like, yeah, I want to play shit. You you real life things. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, were you done? No, seriously, were you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I being late, like on the MCU movies, like I got in in 2015. Six years nine. Yeah. And just because Cam and all those guys, they were t- in the group chat talk about, and I just had no idea what the fuck was going on. Uh, I think up to that point, I had seen, I had seen the Ed Norton Hulk. I had seen, I think I had seen Iron Man. Yeah, I, and, I saw Iron Man. I saw DVD. Okay. That's the last one I saw. And Well, that was the first one. Yeah, I know. Well, it, that was the, that was the last one I saw yeah, yeah, before yeah. it started getting real huge. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yeah, so I had seen a few of them. They're disjointed and whatever. And and Asia Ultron was had come out, and the first uh, Guardians had come out. That didn't get me in 2014. That didn't get me like into it. Just didn't care, like whatever. I don't know what the fuck a Guardian of the Galaxy is. So this is before, you know, my whole comic book stuff too. Uh, so again, so there, yeah, there, there was a progression. There was, yeah, there was an obvious progression. Um, and and then one day I was and Cam shared in the group chat a, a list from a website with a list of how to watch. And all of them in order, like everything, DVD extras, S.H.I.E.L.D. shows, Agent episodes of Agent Carter. Like, I didn't watch all those, but anything, either a movie or a DVD extra, I watched all of those in the order. And I was, yeah, just, you know, torrenting like crazy back then. <laughs> and I was just, uh, what, 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 what percent of the $1.2 billion do you think everyone who went and seen the movie, what percentage do you think were, have seen all the movies? So, so, gosh, so whatever. Well, let's say $1.2 billion. One more zero. That's twelve million. Here we go. So we got to divide that by. Oh wait, we got to. How how can we do this? This is a simple formula to make it simple. Let me think. We go an average ticket. My ticket was. Yeah, my ticket was. Eight bucks? No, no, that was longer. Nine bucks? Because it wasn't ten. But if I, when some people went to IMAX and spent like seventeen bucks, and you know, so let's say the average, the average, one hundred twenty million. Huh? Roughly one hundred twenty million people in, in saw it on the first weekend. <sighs> wow. Well, you probably got to drop that to eighty-five, ninety million because a significant portion of people probably saw it twice. Okay. People go see it Thursday and Sunday. 
Friday and Saturday. That kind of shit. Maybe not 20 million, but, you know, maybe not that dry. But if there's 120 million, you know, tickets or so, it's probably at least 105 million that were, or, you know, 15 million people went and saw it twice in the same week. Because that's, that's just, a, you know, that's just a thing for sure. Um, and what was it? Why were we doing this, man? How many people saw all the movies? All the movies. So out of 120, so out of 100 million people, let's say, what's what's the percentage that have seen all of them? Because I haven't even seen, I still haven't seen Homecoming or Thor Ragnarok. So, I don't know. It's probably lower than you think. Like, I'll go the opposite. I'll say 15 million people. I'm going to say 85% of people have not seen all 22 movies or 21 up to that point. So, right, so what percentage of the 100 million do you think have saw Infinity War? Oh, 97%? <laughs> and a bunch of their friends? <laughs> or whatever? Yeah. They smash Infinity War opening weekend. Sure. I don't know, but a lot, a lot, I just, a lot. Nine out of ten people that saw uh, uh, Endgame opening weekend, especially, saw Infinity War in some form or fashion. I Not just, even saying in the theater I or whatever. Like my Twitter timeline was just flooded with uh, Endgame, and then it was like, and I'm like. And, and and it was really impressive because, like, nobody said any spoilers. On, it was shit. Oh, like, this was, was great. This was good. Or I like this. It wasn't specific. Yeah, oh, shit, Thanos really, did X or Thor said Y. Right. And, but then you get the Game of Thrones on Sunday night. And, man, they didn't wait an hour. People oh, no. were the hell. I was, as shit happened, <laughs> I was like, I was... <clears throat> I was vague. Like when Leanna Mormon died, I just wrote Leanna motherfucking Mormon. Right? And with all the Game of Thrones hashtags. So you know something would get, you know, but I didn't go, oh shit, that giant just slapped cursed Leanna and then she stabbed him in the high with a dragon glass uh, dagger. And they collapsed both dead. You know, like, I guess I could have been a scummy thing. But no, I was just reacting. Oh shit, Leanna Mormon. Same thing with Arya. Like, oh shit, motherfucking Arya Stark. Um, but yes, then the memes and gifts and, uh, and uh, like within the hour, start coming. Fuck that. Within like five minutes, I started seeing all yeah. the matchups. So you, yeah, it's a show. It's that. different. It's different. You're supposed you to see more people. We're all sitting there watching live. So unless you're on the West Coast. It was probably it. more difficult to avoid Game of Thrones spoilers than it was to avoid Super Bowl spoilers. Like if you're taping a Super Bowl. First off, no, like, that's a bad. It's a, this is, that's a bad thing. Uh, uh, year to talk about that because Super Bowl this year was trash and, uh, and terrible ratings. Yeah. And no, I didn't watch a damn. Why is Jessamyn Duke wearing? <laughs> she <laughs> she looks like she's wearing little kid underwear as ring gear as ring box. 
Are you watching World Slide? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones. You, you, you're not a good fan. Are you? What's that? I said you don't watch Game of Thrones, right? No, I'm the guy that pisses next to you in the urinal when there's a line of urine. <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, think it, I think it's funny, but I, I've just never been into, like, you know, any kind of the Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, like, any kind of that dark. Yeah, Josh uh, is the same way. He's like, I don't like swords that. and knights and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Star Wars is boring. Fighting scenes, I don't get fighting. I don't like, you know, fighting you wars and world? all that stuff. Did no. you get you to watch it? Oh, you like that. No, the only uh, ones I watch now are Flash, Supergirl, and uh, Legend. That's the only cool. things I watch with fighting. And and Lethal Weapon, but that's a different kind of fighting. That's uh, reality based kind of sort of. Right. Yeah, like you get that I'm gonna say it again. You like the Orbital. So But you've heard me talk about it and we're well, talking about it forever. So. Yeah, I I wanna I wanna watch the uh oh, shit, American Gods. Yeah. It's just a matter of you know, like I said, fine in the time. Mm-hmm. And now ain't the time because NHL playoffs. Anytime I get a night off, I'm trying to watch watch this stuff. And then basketball playoffs is getting to the point where it's going to be good. So it'll be about August by the time I get this. You know, binge watch <laughs> something new. Yeah. Yeah, I'm behind in everything. Everything. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, I'm you got to catch up on I'm still on the Fox stuff. I haven't seen one episode of Flash or Supergirl this year. I have, but when I'm up on American Gods, or I'm two episodes behind. That finale came on last week, and I'm, I caught up. Because my roommate, I let my roommate hold my Roku stick, and now the only way I can watch Stars is on my laptop because PlayStation, you know, like, fuck you, get a view and get <laughs> get your channels through PlayStation View. <laughs> So I don't have my Roku yeah. stick that has all my Showtime and HBO Go and all that stuff. And the I only one the PlayStation it. has is I gave it to my roommate because his Xbox is uh, down or something. I'll give you I'll give you my Roku stick when I when I meet you up in Vegas because I got a Roku stick I don't even use. I got a Roku box and then I got a Fire Stick. So I I just just the Roku stick I just have just sitting here, so I'll give you that one. Oh. You can catch up on it. Yeah, so what we've been doing <laughs> Game of Thrones night is he's bringing, up, he's bringing it out here because I wasn't sure because the PlayStation works differently sometimes. But no, it's the same. I did it. I tested it last week or last Sunday. Because uh, the way they do it, you just got to wait till 8 o'clock and hit refresh, or not refresh, but go back and then go back in, and then sometimes at like 7.55, they'll drop that shit. And the whole episode's up on, on HBO Go. So technically, you could fast forward 
since it's all there, you could fast forward to the end and then go on Twitter like, oh shit, the dragons did this, and, you know. <laughs> you know, 15 minutes into this. It's really out of context, but you see something, you can just fuck it over and everybody else can motherfuck yourself on Twitter. <laughs> uh, no, I, I hate those ones where, where you go, you click on something and you, or me, me, my sister, and Miz all share our uh, sling and um, uh, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, so I know exactly what you're about to say. Yeah, so, he watches well, music and you accidentally super zoom, and it's like, fuck. Yeah, so that happened. I had already seen the episode. Like, I watched it live, but the, in the last two weeks, we, me and my roommate, we watched it together, but he wasn't here. And I'm like, hanging out with his sister or something. So, like, when I came home, he had left the damn Roku stick out, like, Thoughtfully, you know, like, uh, and but he but he wasn't here, so I guess he watched it, you know, later. So at work, at lunch, I was I'm in this Game of Thrones uh, group, and one somebody said or somebody posted that John had saw Arya and distracted the dragon so she could go by, and I was like, what? Right, like. And so I went on my phone and just was like, let me just watch that scene again and turn the brightness way up because people were complaining about how dark it was. I didn't think of that one time until I got on Twitter later and people were like, it's too dark. I was like, it's Game of Thrones. Where have you been the last eight years? But um, <laughs> Did you see the guy came out today and, just, and defended himself? The cinematographer? He was here today or yesterday. Get, get, get yeah, I'll definitely. just need like, to figure out the TV. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. And, and it's also just true that it's, an ex- that it's fucking Game of Thrones. And that's just, it's, there's no natural lighting unle- at night. So, it shits in shadow a lot and just deal with it. You've been dealing with it for all these years. Now, I had no pro- I didn't think about it once, Craig. And then I got on Twitter and was like, Give a fuck about, or even knowing to give a fuck about. Um, but anyway, what was I um, saying? Something. Uh, Resume. Oh, oh, oh yes. Um, so I'm, I'm, I go to watch the scene, and I just hit play, and it's and it's in the middle of the, and it's in the middle of the episode, and that without even thinking, I just started trying to find where I needed to be. And then it wasn't until I was about to close out the app, like, after I watched it and determined that that, that tech post was full of shit and John didn't say, go, 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 go. He didn't see Arya, and that was just a bunch of crap. Um, I was like, oh, wait, this is all what if? up. It's all one account. What if a uh, guy or, yeah. like, my roommate, or if I, actually... What if Rich or Melissa gets his account that I'm fucking piggybacking off of? <laughs> so I'm like, what if one of those, I'm like, what if some, one of them were in the middle of the thing and I'm about to leave it at like the damn climax of the, because that part that I'm talking about that I want to see was like the end of the battle pretty much. And I was like, oh, I don't remember. So I just kind of vaguely, I mean, just kind of uh, vaguely remember it. Like, yeah, I think it was kind of. Smack in the middle, 
So I just kind of put it back toward, like, well, if it spoils something, it's not something at the end. It's only like five minutes ahead, you know, or right. I'm around it a little bit. And like, that's, that's very considerate of you. Yeah, try to, yeah, man, because it hit me like, yeah, better, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to, it's all one account. <laughs> it's not like Hulu that like, knows like 800 people are on the fucking thing and let's and Netflix and let you yeah. set it and personalize it. Well, that's why I like uh, the way the network, WWE Network does it. They have you watch now, watch from the beginning. Like it's hardly mm-hmm. ever a problem. Yeah, yeah. I still have to figure out. I'm about to text. I should text Mark. It's like, hey, do you have my WWE password? <laughs> <laughs> or I should just change it and wait for some wait for somebody to text between me like, hey, um, because I'm sure we remember what I gave it to him years ago. I mean, the thing's been out for five years, uh, so it could have been immediately. And and I think yeah, that's why I'm thinking Marcus because it wasn't in Canada yet or whatever was the reason. I think I might have been like, yeah, here, whatever. He had a VPN. Um, but I see shows like, I never watched that Nigel McGinnis show. be like, watch again. I'd be like, I didn't watch it once. <laughs> 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 Who's this ghost watching? Watch your episodes. But yeah. Nah. I should say someone signed in from South Africa. Oh, the VPN. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, so anything else before we end things here, Chris? You got one got to go for me? That's it. Uh, no, well, I, man, I've been zoned out. I'm, I've been in a mood the last month. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to get in a good mood by the time the end of the month comes around. Taz, Ooh, Taz is coming to Vegas. I get to meet Taz, and that's, that's what I'm happy about. Yeah, man, three weeks. What the fuck? I don't, I'm not even really particularly excited. Like, my man Mike, he's, every time I talk to him, we play Red Dead or baseball or something. <clears throat> and uh, we're in the headset, and he's like, Vegas show, a couple weeks away, 30 days a day, away. I, like, I, don't, I also I, get to I, see I, my sister for the first time in, like, months. So that's Oh, yeah, sure. sure. That's all. And I get to teach you. That's something I got to be excited about. I'm... I'm I'm excited for this stuff and Taz and the show. So. Yeah. And to be on vacation. The thing that's hampering my excitement is the idea that I've got to spend money. <laughs> and I'm going to be missing a week of work. And I'm just going to... <sighs> well, <laughs> try to block that out. Yeah, but every time I'm fucking... Well, my man Mike said they're at home with Vegas at the home with a $10 buffet. So that's that's uh, that's right. That's encouraging. Cause we're gonna be here we five days. Like, <sighs> like most, like we're not flying in, going to the show, and flying out. I'm gonna be there for an entire week, doing things. Yeah, but the hotel paid for everything. You know, all no, you gotta do is eat. Oh no, no, I, I. I, look, I told Mike, since he's Mr. I'm spending all the money, I was like, I am going to be in your fucking pocket heavy. I mean, not literally like, buy this, buy this, buy this, but like, I'm hanging with you, so <laughs> I'm like, 
I will be yeah. don't be mad when I'm I'm mooching. Is you like this. money everything making it rain and shit? I'm like, well, don't don't plan on going to any strip clubs if you're hanging out with me, cause I. <laughs> oh no! I'll go to the no, bar. I'm, I'm sitting here talking about how I don't want to spend money, and you're talking about strip club. I will yeah. Fucking. No, no, no. Goddamn strip club. No, I'm, I'm gonna be an embarrassment to anybody who likes Vegas. Like, I'm here. I got my gold thing for the wrestling, the Starcast. I'm gonna be hanging out with Taz for like five minutes. I'm gonna drink at a bar, eat a buffet. And go to the wrestling thing again. I'm gonna be so lame. Not go to oh, any right. casinos. Oh, but Mike and Liz, his his woman, they've been watching all the videos, reading all these Vegas hack articles, and they and oh, there's websites dedicated to like oh oh we have to do this or I have to like get the thing. There's like websites dedicated to like showing like the odds of like asking for comps and stuff from the front desk people and being confident about it, like, you know, just give you stuff and meals and shit. And like, yeah, there's a certain way you have to ask for it or something. I forgot. He'll, I'll get him to send me the link. Oh, he said if you pretend like you're gambling, they'll just bring you drinks. <laughs> <laughs> there's all these ways to, like, get over without, like, spending a bunch of money. That that like there's websites and shit dedicated to like get extra shit or shit that's that's entitled to you that they don't tell you about. But if you ask, they have to like go, yeah, no, sure, we have this. And it's like like when we go, we uh-huh. have to like ask about if there's any upgrades like to a suite or anything because we could you know maybe get a suite like suite S W E E T suite <laughs> sweet sweet. I, I let Chrissy take care of all that shit. So, all right, my man. Good talking to you. Have a good one. You do same. That's Craig from Toledo. And, uh, yeah, so that does it for another episode here, folks. Um, <clears throat> yeah, stay tuned if you're a VIP uh, person. And, uh, Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of content. We'll be talking Game of Thrones. I just got three weeks of comic books, so maybe in the meantime, between now and then, I'll read one or two of these. Excuse me. Oh, you know what? I should probably text Rich and see if he even can, so maybe I can take my time. Because if he had a hockey game and then probably go get dinner and and put trade a bed and all that kind of stuff. I doubt he's going to have time to read a comic book, even though he can read an entire comic book in like six minutes. It's fucking ridiculous. Like his speed reading. It's bullshit. Pisses me off that I can't do it. Like it's not fair. Like who does he think he is? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, So, okay. So yeah, that does it for me here. Um, Yeah. Click over if you're VIP. Tune into the VIP or click in if you're yeah if you're VIP listen to the VIP book show uh, free folks that's uh, that's it for you we'll uh, we'll be back next week same time same channel so please tune in then and until until then goodbye and thank you.